Okay, for those of you who don't know what that was, in the wrestling community, when you lose a brother, you uh, honor them with a 10-bell salute. Well, the rest of us here at the Turn the Buckle podcast not only lost a brother, a best friend, but hell, someone we could always fucking count on. Uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, we lost Drew Gain. But, uh, hell, the world lost Andrew Jermaine. That's what we're going to focus on tonight. You guys, most of you already know Drew Game the Wrestler. Um, we were lucky enough to know Andrew Jermaine the man. So tonight, we sit around the fire with our brothers and our sisters. And we're going to tell stories. And we're going to laugh. And we're going to cry. We're, we're going to honor Drew the way he would want, want it to be done. Um, Drew had been on us for the last two months about getting this podcast started back up. And ironically enough, we were going to start back the first Tuesday in October. Tonight. And here we are. Uh, tonight is dedicated to you, Drew. I love you. Love you, buddy. Uh, give us a second. Let us collect our thoughts real quick. We'll throw a commercial in here, and we'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, we're back. This podcast is going to be different than anyone we've done before. Usually we have a guest, and it's a formatted show about their career, and uh, it usually branches off into 500 different directions uh, because Drew and I, I think, have threats. You don't know how to shut the fuck up. So, yeah. well, <laughs> exactly what it was. But we, we, you know, we get entangled in other guys' lives that we've had a part of, so we, we talk about that. So tonight... Uh, we've invited any and everybody, um, full disclosure, we just left Drew's visitation and that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do other than burying my grandfather, uh, was, was that, um, but we've got a, we've got a few surprises here with us tonight. Josh Cox is here, of course. Um, Jerry Drew Anderson. Drew would make the joke about Cox right there. He would so. make the joke about Cox, especially if we said Will, because Will always comes after Cox. And Will is here. So yeah. Will is here. So we'll let Will talk after there's Josh. There's Drew joke. Uh, we also have um, Drew's best friend throughout his wrestling career, Rocky Spurlock's here with us. Uh, I said Jerry and Jennifer Leonard or Jerry and Jennifer Anderson are here. Uh, Rebecca and Tattoo, Bane and Amber Lynch. Uh, Speaking in the of house eating food is Joey Gambino and Christopher Crunk. Uh, Jay Collins is in there also. Jay Collins is here, uh, our most successful guest. No, actually, it's... Brandon beat him. No, it came close. Crunk was the most live guest, most successful. Boy, he's over. <laughs> and, uh, Drew would take credit for that, too, because he made us all get on the Crunk bandwagon. Well, the most recent podcast that Drew, Josh, and myself did, what were you called? Rawhead Rex. Oh. That one blew up here within the last few days people going back and listening well to that's it. good because rex is a good one deserved but we've also got a guy that the wrestling business hadn't heard from in years and uh we actually worked together at our shoot job and he was telling me a cool story uh about drew i'll let him tell you that it's uh, john williams fka spitfire from uew spitfire sean fire sean fire my ex-gay lover in a tag team one time we have been there yes <laughs> ex-gay Outside X-Gay lover. X-Gay? <laughs> Maybe still gay. Gay X. I'm just asking questions here, guys. I don't know how it worked. We did a gay gimmick together. Where yeah. Was it a gimmick? Air no. quotes. We all gimmick. know Jason looked forward to that hot tag. 
We was told not to push the line. So, so we did him from behind. Yes. No, we didn't push the line. We pulled that son of a bitch behind us. We said, <laughs> fuck the line. We'll jump and just drag it. There you go. It was good times. It was good times. <laughs> Wall and drag. Wall and drag. Wall and drag. Yes. 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 By God, if I could pull off a dress with these thighs, I would. <laughs> I'd hit it. Sexy. I'd hit it. I'd hit it. I'd hit it. I'd hit Me too. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> we can't go on the long list. <laughs> oh, I wish it wasn't just an audio podcast. That was the look of the night. It was great. Oh. oh. So what you got to say about Drew there, John? You know, I mean, I didn't know him as well as y'all did because, like y'all said, I've been away from... The wrestling scene for many, many years. Lucky and you. <laughs> Lucky wrestling scene. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. going to be a fucking fun night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know what's sad to say is I can honestly say that one of my best <laughs> matches happened because Drew Game didn't show up one night. Uh, well, he was that like That's back when he would only book himself once every week. <laughs> He was supposed to work Keith Hart and uh, Brass Knuckles on a mat, uh, at the original UEW. match. Yeah, at the original UEW. Drew couldn't make it, so. Uh, he had to work f- Keith Hart with yeah. Keith on Keith's hands. God, how <laughs> are you still alive? What happened to him? Yeah, yeah. He was a new Stan Westmoreland. <laughs> <laughs> I died a new belt walkie. But, but you know. A little in here with the I had not seen Drew for many years, and he came in to, like Ben was saying, Ben and I worked our shoot job together, and he had came in to get something, and I was talking to Drew, and then uh, Jason's wife was working with us there for a little bit, and Drew had to drop her off one morning, and Drew said, tell Spitfire, I said, hello, and Jennifer didn't know who I was as Spitfire, you know, because, and, uh, so she, Drew had explained to her who I was and uh, made me feel good that, you know, he said that. And just the how he started this positivity moment on this podcast, just to always try and put some cheer into somebody's life and just to remember to be a good person. It's uh, <laughs> what we definitely need to do in this world that we live in today. Cause yeah, they're, I'm glad it's not a video podcast. <laughs> So I just, uh, Drew was always a great guy and just always to hear on the radio or on the podcast, put a smile on my face and just to remember that smile that he always had on his face was great. Yeah, believe it or not, John was one of the three people that listened to us every week. (laughs) Not from Ireland. (laughs) We picked it up. He just listened to you twice at two different devices. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Thank you all once for in the mask and once without. Yeah. Thank you for all the help. Spitfire, Spitfire was Irish. You didn't know that. He, he wore the hood. So who's the Irish listener? Yes. We just said that. The OG Ireland guy. The Irish luchador. What a conversation, Josh. <laughs> this is grown-ups talking. <laughs> oh, is that cosplay? Um... Him and Will take that to a whole different level. Oh, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Spitfire's the king of dad jokes, too, by the way. Really? Yes. Yeah, he told me one the other day. Tell that one. Uh, so, 
Nowadays, there's not a lance a lot in this world, but back in medieval times, there was lance a lot. <laughs> you know why he's the king of dad jokes, Because he said it wrong. Because he's got so many damn kids. <laughs> that is true. Stop reproducing. Uh, Save we, some room in the for the rest of us. We were at work the other day, and uh, this girl, a friend of ours that works with us, Chelsea, was talking, and it was like, uh, she said something about having kids. I said, I hope you get pregnant with twins. And she goes, that would be nice. I said, okay, triplets. She goes, ooh, fuck. Who would want triplets? And John was goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, besides you. I got to say, though, his his kids, he's, he's got some beautiful kids. He does. Thank God yeah. they don't none of them look like him. That's right. Amen. Boy, that oldest one. <laughs> that is that is baby mama made over attitude yes, and everything. Yes, There's is. a reason why we put him under a hood. <laughs> <laughs> he has a voice. He has a face for radio. <laughs> That's exactly and a voice that sounds like Arn Anderson if you don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, he told me he said that. So. <laughs> and guys, y'all have known y'all y'all listened to us long enough to know that you know we're we're busting each other's balls, but Drew wouldn't want this night any other way. Um, he wouldn't want us to mourn him by sitting here and just crying and being upset he would want us to take shots of vodka, take shots of vodka and tell yeah. stories actually not actually it's <laughs> not you i think everybody here knows the fact that shane shane daniels and i were talking about this drew had already booked his funeral remember yeah because he told julie that she's gonna have to travel because it's a triple shot Got to hit Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia. But he said in that, he goes, there's no need in crying. I had a good life. I had a good run. Everybody be happy about the good things that I've done. And that's, you know, one of the things I can take away from tonight and uh, was the fact that when we got there, uh, we got there when it opened, was his daughter, Rebecca, met all of us at the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she hugged us, and she told us all she loved us, and thank you for everything. And that girl tonight, the whole family, but we know Rebecca closer than Drew's other kids. Um, that kid tonight displayed amazing courage. Yeah. Amazing strength. She held it together for Julie and actually for her mom, Carrie, and the rest of the siblings. Um, I've seen her break one time, and that's when she talked to Jaden. And... For those of you that didn't see it, Jaden reached in his pocket and pulled out a Drew Game um, armband that Clint made for him to wear this week when he wrestled. And they hugged, and Jaden told her how much her dad meant to him, and that he'll always be there for the family regardless of what they need. And she's crying, and we look at her and ask if she wants one, so we're going to have Clint make her a Drew Game armband. So uh, Rebecca is. You know, keeping your thoughts and prayers for sure. We clicked to make all of us one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rebecca is actually going to be here later. Andrew's mom. Drew's mom and Rebecca are going to be here. We'll have them say a little bit on here, talk to everybody. I mean, they were really appreciative of everybody coming to the viewing to – you know, hanging out, talking, just laughing and making it as easy as possible for everybody because shit, that was hard. Yeah. You know, they there's a saying that, you know, you can tell the measure of the man by the 
people he leaves behind. And you could see Drew come out in Rebecca tonight with her strength and her yes. compassion. Oh, yeah. Um, the way she led, it yeah, was there. Yeah. You know, she, she had messaged me on Facebook the other day and was asking me if I was okay. <laughs> I mean, it just, that says a lot about her that she's you know, going through this and she's worried, worried about, about you. Worried about how I am. And, um, she, uh, she gave me something tonight that was really special. She found a picture of Drew and I with Blackie Lawless when we were teaming together. I've seen that picture GXW. when we walked in. Oh, wow. And, and she met me out of my car and she's like, I've got something for you. I'm going to go get it. And ran and grabbed it and gave me that picture. and. I try to give it back to her, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's right. her dad. Uh, and she, she insisted I take it. Yeah, that's the kind of kid she is, man. She's, she wants everybody, she's just like Drew. She wants everybody to be happy. Mm-hmm. She wants a smile on everybody's face. And All right, who else wants to say something real quick? Anybody speaking once? Somebody besides Ben. <laughs> yeah, we got to get Ben to shut his mouth for a little bit. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> We're actually waiting on a call in. We're going to have a few people calling in tonight. Uh, Brandon Collins is actually on vacation with his family in Savannah, so they're fixing to take a ghost tour, and so he wants to call in before they start the tour. But when we do come back, Rocky, I want you to tell the story that we were telling uh, Friday here about which one? <laughs> we got we got a while, but I, I definitely want you to talk about the first night you met Drew and I at TWA in Dalton and what you thought of us. You know, honest opinion, what I thought of you? Well, you told me the honest opinion Friday. <laughs> yeah, we weren't on the air then. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can tell that one really quick. It was a quick story anyway. Uh, TWA was tight-knit. You know, it was real clickish. It was hard to get in. Uh, if you were an outsider, we we didn't want you. Uh, we we were at the time it was the best show in the area. Uh, we didn't get paid anything, you know. We we're lucky we were driving to Varnell for maybe a hot dog, and if we're lucky that not a Coke. But uh, they were name brands. Yeah, it was actual Coke, but not name brands. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, Doug and Peggy always at least gave us something. Now yeah. we we weren't drawing there very well. Uh, just moved there, hadn't been there a year or so. And um, one night, here comes this guy come in, and he's got some kind of black leather pants on. Looks like he walked out of what would now be Hot Topic. Back then, it was Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Oh, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> which kind of irritated me, because here I am. I've got the same look coming out of Gadzooks. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, we put Ben and Drew over in the, their own corner in the dressing room. Nobody really... Had much to do with them. We did talk to them a little bit, but the not much. The only people much. we talked to was the two guys we wrestled. Yeah, and they, they had to talk to them. Um, it was just, they had, it was kind of like an audition. You know, they had to audition to be part of the family. And um, when they would come back the next week. Our we werewolves had, are out. Yes, the We werewolves. had some other people come in from another show that was even more hated than they were. Because of the show. Because of the show. Yeah, we love all of them. Um, but once those other people came in, it took all the heat off, off Drew and Ben, and, and they became family. They were part of us then. Yeah. So it was like we, we adopted them after one week to kind of try to push these other outsiders out. 
Uh, but we did earn our shots. We got yeah. the shit kicked out of us that night. I think we wrestled either Frank and Chuck or DF and Frank. Either way, I'm sorry. I want to say it was DF because one of my first few matches there, um, DF slammed me, and I looked at this big, fat old guy, and I thought, there's no way he can jump across the ring and hit his leg drop. So I rolled in, and he sat on my face. They tell me after the fact we get in the dressing room that DF is legally blind, so he counts his steps. And I rolled in, so he sat on my face. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I met Drew and Ben. And um, really bonded with Drew outside of wrestling because all of y'all's ex um, the black hole. Black yeah. hole. That's what we well, call her around here. All. Shut up. So all of y'all's ex there, the black hole. Uh, we, Jay Woody and I knew her outside of wrestling. Right. Of course, she'd been around forever anyway. She was, you know, old around school a lot. Rat. Yeah, old school rat. <laughs> and um, the original. Yeah. So we, we met Drew through her because they were dating and uh, really bonded with Drew outside of wrestling that way. And um, yeah, well, he, guys, He's been my we, brother uh, ever since. I'm almost glad that story's over right now because yeah. we just had some people show up. Dogs? Well, no, not the dogs. They've been here. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves. Uh, Drew's mom just showed up. So did Julie. His son and Rebecca. Rebecca are here. Hey, Rebecca, come here a minute. Come, come right here, babe. We need, yeah. First of all, hello. Hi. How you doing? Say hi to the podcast. Hello, this is Rebecca Game. Everybody knows that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, we started this podcast, and we brought your, you know, your dad came in. Me and Josh started. Then here comes your dad and Will and Ben and mm-hmm. you, and we just, you know, grew, expanded. You know, a lot more people are listening now, so you're yeah. kind of famous now. Man. Yeah. The rest of us are infamous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, a while back, we had shirts made. Yeah. And uh, we weren't able to do anything with them because, you know, COVID happened. We were on quarantine, and we hadn't got together and do the podcast and everything. Your dad's surgery and... Yeah, Yeah, your dad's surgery and everything else. So, uh, right now, we want to let you have this. This was your dad's that we never got to give him. <laughs> we love you. We love him. Yeah, that was Drew coming out. And we were yeah. never able to give him this, so we want you to have it. Thank y'all. That's awesome. So and on the back, it does the have group. the ring crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, you need to set that up. Okay, that was the first bit of tears for the night. (laughs) And, uh, what's going on, Brandon Collins? What's up, guys? How are y'all? I mean, 
you know, as best as we can be, you know, just trying to send some positive as much as we can. I mean, celebrating the life of uh, Drew Games, you know. I mean, this is one guy that, I mean, we really thought would live forever. I mean, like, I mean, there was multiple jokes about, you know, about him, you know, walking to the uh, ring in a uh, walker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I mean, this is one guy, man, who's just, you know, he, he was just there for everybody and anybody. And one thing that's just amazing that I think everybody kind of like was very taken back from was how many people were just touched by Drew. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it wasn't just the Southeast. Like, it was, like, everywhere. Like, there was people right. from Chicago, Michigan, you know, North, of course, North, South, Czech Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. I mean, it, it was... Drew Game was everywhere, man, you know? <laughs> Why are we laughing? Did I say something stupid? I, no, 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 no something, something happened just happened inside. inside. We don't know, we don't know what's was. going on. We're outside so, around the fire and... Something just happened. Oh, okay. I Rebecca got you. just I got scared you. the shit you. out of Chris Crunk, so. Chris Crunk? Yeah. Awesome, Chris Crunk. But yeah, definitely. Everybody, hell, everywhere loved Drew and probably had a Drew game story they could tell. Oh, oh God, yeah, Maybe man. God, yeah. Um, like, one, one thing about it, man, one thing is that I never thought, I never thought I would ever, like, because I, I, I like Drew Game, like, uh, coming up as, because Drew Game was around forever whenever I started wrestling in 2006. You know what I mean? So, 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 like, I never thought I would be close to Drew at all. Um, and things, but, like, that changed, like, you know, uh, four or five months ago and um you know he he reached out and just really started just asked me about my face and like how i dealt with issues and it turned in like to him asking about scripture and like like i said like how i deal with certain issues because everybody knows i'm a french and christian and um but then it got to where like where he, he, he was asking me to pray for him to where he was praying for me and so where he was calling me and praying with me and things instead so it, it, it was it was absolutely insane and one thing that like I just really really want pe people to know is like that dude was comfortable like like he was he was genuinely happy everybody knows that him and Julie was having their problems and so everybody knows that but like he was genuinely comfortable with where he was at in life because if I didn't hear from him every day it was at least every other day and stuff and like I said it was about prayer or like like what he was dealing with or what he was going through and the last thing that he told me it was like two days before he passed and so the last thing he told me he, he was like it was in the morning I was at work and he told me he's like man I just got sent home from work because I have fever and stuff but you know it's just from the antibiotics but um it was uh he said but it's a blessing it's a blessing because I have a lot I need to take care of today and stuff I'm like well if you look at a fever as a blessing you know whatever <laughs> so, but, but he told me he said I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. So, well, what are you excited about? He's like, that. He, he's like, he's like, I'm excited about being a dad. Like, he's, like, I've been a dad and stuff, and I felt like I've been a good dad. But he was like, I'm excited about being that spiritual leader for Rebecca, and you know, and getting her to church, and just doing the things that, you know, I feel like I just that God is pointing towards me. To, 
where I, where I feel like I need to be, you know, and it's, oh, that's, that's just one thing that I want everybody to know, like, that dude, like, he, he was good, like, his relationship with Christ was good, man, I mean, it was, awesome yeah 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 he uh he was over here a week or two ago and uh he dropped rebecca off and he said uh here i'm gonna give you some money go and get you know get rebecca something to eat bring me a burger and you know he was just telling me like you said how happy he was to be a dad how you know he wanted to focus he said i'm not even gonna worry about myself he said i just want to uh i want to focus on rebecca he said, "I'm gonna yeah, make sure oh, yeah. she's. I'm gonna make sure she's in a good place and make sure she's happy." He said, "I'm not oh, worried yeah. about. I'm not worried about me right now. It's all about her." Oh yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, that's that's where that's that, that, that that's that's just true, man. Like he he worried about everybody and everything. Like like he was he, he was a good brother in wrestling for sure. But like to have him like as a friend outside, man, is just it is. It, it, we didn't deserve it. Like, like nobody, we didn't deserve your game. Like this, I mean, we we didn't. Like he was just awesome and things. And like like I never thought. Like I said, I never thought I would be close to him ever. Like I mean, me and Drew, I mean, we're me and Drew was just on two different edges of the spectrum. You know what I mean? But like I said, man, the past four or five months, like. I, I loved him, man. I did, and every single one of us loved him. And like, I'm not trying to like. I'm really not trying to make it about me. I, like, I don't want you know. I don't want to sound like that because I sound selfish. I really feel like. Yeah, but man, I love that dude. We I mean, did. he's and we yeah, all did. We all you did. know, I mean, we really, really did. Hi, <laughs> right, brother. I know you're uh, you're in Savannah, about to do a ghost tour with the family. So we'll let you get yeah. to that. But thank you for taking time out to call us and. Um, everybody's around here listening to you and uh, don't apologize for being selfish man you grieve the way you grieve and don't let anybody tell you it's wrong yeah. oh yeah yeah man I, you know I appreciate that but man um, Drew was Drew was awesome I mean what you got you know, one thing man I want to give props man for sure like the guys that went out there to dig a grave for him man amen I just I couldn't imagine I couldn't do it yeah. And everybody that did, I mean, uh, thank you, man. I mean, there's just, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't do it. I mean, you guys are just phenomenal. I mean, Rocky, I mean, I know he's going through a lot. I mean, Tip Talon was there, I think. And I mean, I, I can't, I don't, I remember seeing the picture. I'm trying to remember who all was there. But all you guys, man, you're just, it was awesome. Really, really cool to see. And like I said, I know a bunch of other people going to call in and do their thing, man. But I love you guys. And, you know, just uh, tell some really good stories. <laughs> we got you, buddy. Right, man. Love you, Love you buddy. Calm. Thank Love you for you calling in. Fun. All right, man. No problem. And I'm on a Batista bomb, Joshua. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting. Tell Uncle, tell Uncle Terry that we said happy birthday. Love you, too. Don't call me this late. I'm his brother. Well, like he was saying, you know, everybody that did come and help to dig the grave, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming to dig his grave, which 
I think it's the most funny thing. Because of course he would do that. That's definitely of course. That's yeah, one last, last one last rib. Yeah. Yeah, that was him saying, Okay, well, you've carried me enough, now it's time to bury me one time, you know. It's the only time he's gonna let us bury him. Thank you. Uh yeah, you're welcome. And like I said, you know, Drew would have done the same thing for us. He would have. Yeah. If it would have been the same thing, even if he would have been the only person there. He would jig it. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. He really would have. Yeah. Last time you'll get to carry him too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carry him Tomorrow will be time. the last time I get to carry my old tag partner one last time. Well, he's been carrying you for years. He actually made a comment on one of our last podcasts. It's like, if... Uh, we were apologizing ahead of what we might say, and he said, "If I don't get bookings because of something you say, well, shit, I get I didn't get bookings years ago because of the way you worked." <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, we said earlier that uh, we were going to have someone else here, real special. Uh, Drew's mom's here. Uh, would you like to say anything to anybody? I like to say I appreciate all the nice words and stuff. I, he's a special child. Special all his life. What y'all done is above and beyond. Y'all, I mean, came when I was struggling. I didn't know what to do. You just don't know how much he loves you. And I, you know, his wrestling family, I'm, I mean, words can't even speak for what y'all do for him. You know, many times he's telling me about stuff, and I wouldn't go wrestling because. He said, Mommy, you cannot go in the ring and beat somebody up because I'm wrestling. <laughs> I remember I, those talks. Yeah, one of the first times I come down there in Somerville and stuff, he, he you know, sitting there and wanted a belt, you know, said, Mommy, 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 I got this just for you. And I was sitting there, that's, that's my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's always been a character. And uh, like I've told him and his brother, he said, just go have fun. If you can't have fun, just don't do it that way. You know? yeah. Go have fun. And I believe he took it to heart. He, did. Really he did. You can tell he was always like that. I always had fun. He would do any of this we're doing for him. He would do it for any one of us sitting yeah. here. I have no doubt about that. Well, my heart goes out to y'all because mine's hurting, and I know y'all's got to be hurting more than mine. Yes, ma'am. But uh, y'all are great, awesome. My mother, she she had to be sure that every one of y'all had dug, and if any of you did die, dig the grave and do not hug her please hug her because it means a lot to her you know she's it means a lot it meant a lot to us so y'all come way above anybody else mm-hmm. i appreciate it millions well he was loved very much and we thank you for coming and hanging out with us for a little while tonight thank you thank well, you for having us we promise we'll we'll keep his memory alive through rebecca yeah absolutely and yeah. um through us and um, just trying to live our lives the way he the way was. he would, and we're going to keep this podcast going in his honor. Um, Rebecca, at any time. He always told us, don't yeah. the door's always open. Yeah. You know that. Anytime we're tell, recording. Tell, tell me when y'all are recording. Now, of course, I'll come over. And Tuesday. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Like are y'all going to start up again? Yeah. Yes. We are. We were actually going to start up. Um, Today was going to be. October was going to be our first podcast back because band was done. The softball was done. We were. We were just ready to get everything going. Drew had been on us saying, hey, we need to go. We need to get going again. And uh, we were just waiting on everything to get done. Softball's done. So 
most of the dad stuff that everybody was doing is out of the way. So every group text we would have it. It could be anything from just, hey, I saw gay Drew today at Walmart. <laughs> I'll make the joke, so you just saw Drew. And then he comes back with, well, where at? Well, I'm wearing that same outfit, but I didn't go there. Which, just things like that that he would say, or when Hanson's partner got a new tag team partner to replace him, and we're all like, we're sorry, what a jerk, and Drew chimes in with, well, at least it's an upgrade. <laughs> but every one of those group chats with him with, we need to record again. We need to record again. We need to record again. So when Jason and I talked about it, um, we had we had thought that we all agreed that we would start back in October, but um, definitely we'll keep this going in Drew's memory and in his honor, and we'll still do the way that we had agreed on setting it up. We'll, we'll still have guests. Um, we'll still keep the positivity push in, and we'll still keep the, the pull out of positivity and the push one. The push one, uh, yeah. We'll keep that because, um, if anything, that taught me that – you can be grateful for things and still overlook things that you have. Mm-hmm. And then when Drew brought up that thing about every week, you have to think of something new to be positive about. You can't use the same thing that you've used before. So every week you've got to look deep within yourself or deep within your surroundings and find something you're positive for. And it's it's things that usually we've took for granted that yeah. you realize like your health or the com- like this. yeah the camaraderie the friend, yeah the, that we had hand. the 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 fucking bullshit that goes on in the wrestling business <laughs> that you can watch and come back and still be family fucking ten years later right that's what this is all about this is this is our way to pay tribute to Drew to pay tribute to any of the other fallen brothers that we've had is for us to stay together. He always did say this was his therapy. Yeah. I always called y'all his family. Yeah, yes, y'all are ma'am. Yes, y'all are yes, family. Ma'am. He's a and family man if there ever was one. Y'all are family. And we are closer. We are family. Um, I'll say it, and I know Jason's the same way. I'm closer with everybody here than I am my blood brother. Amen. And yeah. it's... Yeah, and I'm it's the same not. Way. It's not a knock on my brother. My blood brother is my tag partner. <laughs> it's it's just a simple. We just fact. talked to him and you didn't, so fuck you. <laughs> it's just a simple fact that, that to an extent we went to war with each other. Exactly. For against with whatever, and regardless of everything, we come back and we're still family. I've busted to, your nose and you wiped the blood all over me. And, I mean, we're I still... Wipe it, I blew snot you blew snot right snot right. You well, and Jerry you know. saved me from committing a murder in the More than armory once. in Chattanooga. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Jason Collins, say something before Jay you Collins, leave. Collins, say something before you leave. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to blow the kayfabe y'all got going. There is no kayfabe, There is no kayfabe, no kayfabe on the heart. Uh, well, no, y'all got it sounding like Drew was like this, you know good person or something. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was making quick then. So, Drew, Drew's thing was the whole uh, mess with me about my Harley, which everyone's heard that story like oh, 20 Honda. times. Yeah, exactly. Honda? And uh, so, well, whenever, I, whenever uh, you know, I found out about everything, Forrest actually, uh, Brandon called me at like 7 a.m. Friday and told me about everything. And uh, my first thought, well, I always say after, you know, my mind kind of said it, I was like, got to ride my Harley in. God, or just well, just one little like kiss my ass, Drew. <laughs> but the starter went out. <laughs> no, 
And then, so then I was like, I'm gonna, I was, all right, I'm gonna double down. My old lady, she's got a Honda. I said, I'm gonna ride the Honda. But the clutch cable went out. <laughs> and I just picture him up there going, ha, 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 ha. Kiss my ass, you tan blonde prick. I appreciate it. I you are going to rent a Vespa. No, I was about to. I was going to just get one of them, like, like little scooters, the one-button scooters. Like, I was dead set showing up. Polly will say you won. Huh? Polly will say you won. Oh, don't get me started on that. I done told, I done told that story twice today. So, all right, screw it. So, homeboy. So, uh... Paul shows up. Sorry, Ben's talking, distracting me. Paul shows up, and like as I'm walking in, Paul shows up, and I, I was just so depressed. And like he pulls up, and I was because like, "Because oh, Paul great. walked in." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. No, no, he, he, he you were pissed by. off. You weren't depressed. Okay, yeah. So he drives by, and I was like, "Man, this freaking guy's here." So I see y'all, and I'm like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Everything. I forget he's there, right? So about two seconds later, I see his hobble. His anyway, he hobbles in, and I'm like. Man, he's here still. Like I got, he pissed me off twice in one entrance. <laughs> he showed up once and pissed me off twice. Like, I don't understand how special that is. I like. You not like his uh, shower curtain shirt, bro. That, that shirt was special. That, 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 that shirt was boss. I ain't shirt, mad at that. Like Ricky Morton fine. said, what Winnebago did he send him seat covers exactly. from? Exactly. <laughs> uh, did uh, you ever talk to Sean Banks about him? About Paul? Yeah, numerous times. Okay, well he's got that new. One, uh, I'm sure you've heard it by now about the. Uh, uh, he's like a Ric Flair's retarded little brother. So instead of going woo, he goes wee. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for two hours about that. Uh, Drew game story. So we we work one time, and uh, we had this. We have a decent match called, and it was the first, one of the first singles matches we ever called, or we ever worked together. And uh, we're in the match. We get going maybe maybe five minutes, and he uh, he rolls over and he goes, "Bro, take it home, take it home, take it home, take it home." I'm like. Dude, we got it going pretty good. Take it home. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right, so he hits me with that god-awful brain buster and uh, pins me, goes right to the back. And he's getting dressed. And I'm like, He's getting hey. dressed that quick? No, he's getting dressed. Like, he's getting, like, he's not even getting, like, dress-dressed. He's just, like, getting his boots off and he's trying to slide his shoes on. I'm like, does he need a minute? I don't remember playing snug. So I said, uh, Drew, Bubba, we okay? Like, you mad at me? And he goes, no, you bumped me and I almost shit myself. I'm going to the gas station. <laughs> I put out on Twitter and they put out on Facebook where if you wanted to send a message in that uh, we sent the link out, you could record, send it in to us. We got a few of those in, so we will play those. Uh, I think we got four of them. Actually Some of the guys that tried to record and weren't able to because of being too emotional just typed it out and sent them in to us. So uh, Ben's going to read one of those right now. This is from uh, Tyler Gasway, the promoter of RCW. And it's no secret here that we've put Tyler over every episode since I've been on. And Drew and I, I, I mistakenly listened to our podcast back yesterday. And I just wanted to hear his voice. And it, he still made me laugh. He still made me want to stab him in the head with an ice pick at times. But um, just hearing his voice made me smile. And there's a part where we talked about Tyler and put Tyler over. So this is... This is straight from Tyler Gadsway and what he feels about Drew, and I've got one from Steve Dave as well. Um, probably the nicest, most honest guy I've ever met in pro wrestling. Believed in me when it felt like no one else did. Gave me advice anytime I asked, sometimes when I didn't. A guy I truly respected and will absolutely miss. An absolute treasure for pro wrestling. I've been around wrestling since I was a kid. 
Never once heard a bad word about Drew. Never seen him frown. Always the most positive guy in the locker room. Was the uncle of pro wrestling. The guy everyone went to advice and trusted thoroughly. Love you, Drew. Beautiful. And that was... Oh, that's it. He truly was everybody's uncle. I mean, he never had a bad thing to say about anybody. He would come in. He would talk. He would talk to everybody. He was the peacemaker. He was. He was the one. He would go from here to there, and he would be like, hey, you know that guy doesn't really fucking hate you, right? Right. And he'd go to that guy. Hey, you know he doesn't really fucking hate you, right? Or if it was the opposite, be like, hey. Or he would walk up and be like, he fucking hates you. And this is why he hates you. Change it. Or don't. But just now you know. And on the same podcast I was listening to yesterday, he was talking about traveling with Ray Fury and how Ray was like, I love riding with you because I get all the gossip. But that gossip never left that car. Yeah. If you told Drew something, it was in confidence. It would stay with Drew. It wouldn't go to everybody else. It wasn't telephone, telegraph, telewrestler. It was you could trust him, and that's why so many people went to him. Not just people in this area. We were talking earlier, James Anthony, Victor Andrews, uh, Colby Carino, all these guys from the Carolinas that looked to Drew for advice. That, you know, uh, Atlanta, uh, Francisco down in Florida, all these guys, he's touched. He's touched these people. It just didn't. I mean, let's be real. I mean, he would book himself on 18 different shows in a two day loop. <laughs> When are we, we are we telling the truth there? Oh, I would, I would, yeah. And, and guys, if I could have done the triple shot funeral, I would have, but I just don't have the time. I'll let you read this one, Jason. That's from uh, Sean Thompson, formerly known as Steve Dave. Do I have to do the strong hand when I read yes. it? <laughs> it would be more accurate. Here we go. No. <laughs> Steve, Dave, I love you. You know it, motherfucker. Uh, now you went from gasoline pants to a whole gasoline suit on that bus to hell. All right. From Steve, Dave, he said, Drew was the first person in this business to tell me he respected me. It was SCW and Fordo. He just wrestled Antonio Thunder. God damn. Is he still alive? Drew just wrestled Antonio Thunder, and he told Steve Dave he respected him. (laughs) Drew Drew was concussed. (laughs) Drew was concussed. I think that's the Uh, proof that we've got the concussions. Concussions happen. They're real. He comes up to me and asks me how it was. I was like, wait, you want my opinion? I'm a rookie. He said, yeah, you may just be starting, but you're good, and I respect you and how hard you try. And that just stuck with me forever. The last time I talked with him was a few weeks ago at Seven Years Strong. That was TWE's anniversary event. Uh, He told me he was proud of me for becoming a personal trainer and that he loved me. Drew was one of a kind. The world will never know, will never be the same with him gone. Good heartfelt stuff. Um, Wait, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, Steve Dave became a personal trainer. Okay. Yeah, he's been. But um, y'all admitted that <laughs> concussions were real. Yeah, they were invented a few years back. We told you that. <laughs> They've always been real. No, no Chris no, Nowinski no. invented listen, them. Listen, Before listen that, you just got your bell rung. Because we would always say we just got our bell rung. Because back then, oh, yeah. 
We were told, oh, you're fine. Just shake it off. It's just a stinger. Rub You'll some be dirt fine. on it. That was baseball. Either way. They're like, You'll be fine. <laughs> then we go out there and wrestle the next three days with major fucking brain concussions. <laughs> Usually nope. it was Chuggy Chucks. I hear just drink this. You Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been some bleeding on the brain a little bit, but Mountain you know. will fix anything. All right. Um, you ready for Jaden? Yeah, if he can. All right, we're going to call Jaden Newman now. Is it past his bedtime? <laughs> Cheyenne said he could stay up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope he answers. He did the last time. Jaden, hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. You are live up, on the podcast with everybody. Harry down, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! It was like I was doing a podcast earlier with all the faces I saw. <laughs> Bro, he he sold it out again, didn't he? So literally, like that was the first thing I said to Jake. I said, "Well, damn, he sold out, didn't he?" Hanging from the rafters, son. <laughs> Standing room only. Yep. So, um, we we've talked about you on the podcast a lot, Jaden, and how much uh, Drew meant to you, and you know how much you meant to Drew as well, and uh, even the respect that I have for you, um, stemming from working with you and the things that you've done in wrestling since then, and as a man, um, just take this time, man. Tell us anything you want us to know about. Uh, how your relationship with Drew has affected you in wrestling or in life in general. Any stories or anything you want to tell? The floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, forgive me. I've, I've been a little emotional for the past, like, three days. Um, it, it's still unreal to me, man. Like, uh, we know, you know exactly what you mean. Today. Um, but, yeah, like, for me, and I can speak on behalf of everyone as well, Drew was not only just like a friend, he was a brother, he was an uncle, he was a mentor, especially to me, um, and for so many as well, he was the devil on their shoulder, uh, <laughs> and uh, let's face it, sometimes uh, he would also be the voice of reason, but that was very, very rare. And it was scary when that. he was. It was scary when that yeah. happened, yeah. It really was, um, but... Drew was the first independent professional wrestler that I saw um, whenever I started attending local events around town. Um, the first show that I ever went to was obviously uh, located in Ringgold, Georgia. I don't care to name drop them. Uh, it was the AWF. Uh, and I saw him. He was going by Drew Drake. And I remember looking at Bud, my grandfather, and I said, Wow, that guy looks like a dick. Uh, <laughs> Pretty accurate first impression. Yeah, that. yeah, and uh, then like it was crazy because like over time, the more I kept watching him perform, I literally said to like Grandpa again, I said, "I love this guy because he could captivate a crowd like no other." Um, anytime he was in a ring, it was literally his time to shine. He was center stage. And he would make sure that you remembered who he was every time he performed, um, regardless of whatever spot you had him on a card or anything. You would always remember Drew Gay. Um, but really, we started getting close um, once I made my debut for 
TWE seven years ago, which is very odd to say. Congratulations, and, uh, he was <laughs> Thank you. And uh, he was my uh, he was my first like real angle, like my first real opponent that I was able to learn how to tell a story with. Um, you know, I, I remember being uh, in this feud with him that was like led all the way to outbreak, and I believe it started in October. So he, let's say it was like maybe like a three to four month angle we ran, and within those three to four months, he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> he beat the dog shit out of me, but the amount of like lessons that I learned out of it, and like just the knowledge gained, like the stuff I'll never forget. Um, he was the guy that took me on my first wrestling trip. Uh, we went to Mount Airy, North Carolina, for the AIWF Crazy Eight, where we probably did one of the most insane spots that like I've probably ever done, and I've done some dumb shit. I've seen that. Uh, that was gave, awesome. Yeah, he uh, he gave me a brain buster on the apron, and uh, it, like it could have went really wrong, but Drew, being the the good brother he is, you know, protected me and made sure I didn't break my neck where something could definitely went wrong. And uh, I was I was telling this earlier uh, to Shane Daniels. Uh, it was so funny because after that clip had gotten out on the internet. Uh, and it caught a little bit of traction. Like, Paul London, who's a good friend of mine as well, he had messaged me, and he was like, who the fuck is that? He's like, and when the fuck do I need to beat the shit out of him? And I was like, Paul, 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 it's all good. Like, it was, like, fucking insane. Um, but aside from wrestling, man, like, I could, I could literally name off multiple memories that I have with him, but... You know, he was just a fucking fantastic human being, and not even just a mentor to me in wrestling, just like in life in general. Um, I very much like to almost say he was sort of like a father figure in my life. And uh, he was somebody that, you know, my grandfather trusted to have me on the road and help me grow to be a man my mother trusted, and like everyone in my family. And uh, it's a good thing they didn't know the same Drew we knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, Julie just just said it's because she was babysitting on the road. Oh, it was literally, yeah, Julie was dead ass the mom, man. It was wild. (laughs) My God, like. (laughs) Drew had told uh, us that, uh, you know, congratulations. We know you got married. Drew was telling us uh, one day before we started filming a podcast that Cheyenne is a lot like Julie. And I I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> then I was like, honestly, that's probably what every wrestler needs in their life. No, yeah. really, it is. Um, she keeps my ass from bouncing off the walls, which I'm not too crazy. Like, I'm not out drinking and all that crazy shit, man. I'm still straight edge. But, like, she just knows I'm a fucking psychopath that'll, like, if I, like, want to have fun and go do some crazy shit, I'll go do it. And she'll have to, like, mom voice me and be like, no. So, like, very much shades of Julie. Um... Everybody like, the fact that she scared Drew, you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, like, uh, my, my, like, my last memories with him was actually, uh, working with him at TWE, uh, at my training, because, uh, he was coming in and he had Rebecca and was literally working with her with me to, uh, you know, train her to wrestle. And I think 
that was probably one of the last times I saw him was uh, at a training session. I, in the video that Shane made for him, literally, like, that clip was from the last time they trained. So, um, I don't know. Like, it was, uh, it was kind of a crazy situation. Yeah, this is definitely a crazy situation. I mean, we're all still having trouble wrapping our heads around what's happened. Yeah, like, it didn't hit me until I was literally, I just finished my match uh, this past Saturday at the Phoenix City Futures Showcase event. Um, I was a part of a special attraction match against uh, ROH Dojo star, uh, Ken Dixon and like literally the bell rung and I looked and I just saw the picture of Drew right there in the crowd next to where uh, Hattie who is uh, Hattie Barnes who was one of our like fans from the beginning who had passed away a few years before um, literally his picture was right next to her seat and I just I broke down in the middle of the ring and like grabbed the picture and just sat with sat with this picture of Drew in the middle of the ring because like I felt like that was like the last time we ever were gonna get to share the ring together um but um nah like I know going forward like he'll always be with me man like I literally I picked up my new gear for uh the collective where I'll be at this weekend in Indianapolis and uh uh Clint hooked me up man he gave he made me a uh, armband that has CG on it, like, because me and him got the talking, and, like, he could just tell, like, I was just heartbroken by everything. He, he, Clint's a good one, man. He, he hooked me up. Yeah, we love Clint awesome, over yeah. here. Yeah. <clears throat> Jaden, buddy, I appreciate you calling in and sharing some stories with, uh, with us about Drew, and... You made me cry again, Jaden. Hey, Jaden, <laughs> it's Julie. This weekend, kill it. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. All right, thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, love you, man. Love you, too. Bye. Hey, just real quick, we're Facebook Live, and we're getting a couple of messages. I just wanted to read off. Well, come over here closer so everybody can hear you. <laughs> jump, over, jump over the fire. No, don't jump over the fire. If she jumps over the fire, I'm playing Doken. <laughs> um, so, Menace said that this was awesome and that he wished he could be here. We love you, Menace. We love you, Menace. We Menace. wish you Thank could you be here. We'll see him Sunday. Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. He's coming out Saturday. We're going to meet him at the graveside. Um, Shana and Joey were not able to make it today, but they will be at the funeral tomorrow. They love us all. Love you guys. And um, Tracy said that they will miss Drew's cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'll miss his egg rolls. Hey, you can cook a mean steak, too. I loved his steak. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. no, no. I think one of the last pictures I got of him on on my phone was he was cooking food ready for a little barbecue. That's, his steak uh, was the only steak I'd eat. What <laughs> yeah. you over there, Bane Lynch? You got any Drew stories you want to tell? Because we know we had Fortune tell some when we had him on the podcast. I don't know, dude. <laughs> okay. What about Julie? Well, hang on. Hey. AJ. AJ is Drew's son. He's here too. Uh, you want to say anything? You want to get in here? Not sure. <laughs> Take your time, man. Um, I just want to say, my dad was a one of the greatest dads I've known. 
He was always there. Never heard him talk bad about anybody. And if he did, it was in a joking ma- manner. Mm-hmm. I remember when he took me to Dollywood. It's hard for me to talk about it. It's hard. I understand. I take your time. It's okay, man. There was this one ride. I forgot what his name. Something Eagle. Screaming and Eagle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got there so early that no one was there. So we rode that thing about five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I remember passing out on the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Going to the play. There's a lot of great memories with him. He loved you guys. He did. You guys yeah. were his world. He always talked about y'all. Um, he actually bragged about you um, working at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> which was funny because how old are you? 17. Okay. I met your dad when he was 17 and I was 19. He worked at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so we're sitting here having this conversation one day and like he would always... I'm older, but I would always pick on him that his kids were older, so that made him older than me. And he was like, well, get this. AJ is 17 and works at a Chinese restaurant. And I was like, whoa. Just because it's like full circle. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, he was so proud to tell. Nobody else in this group would have got that joke because yeah. they didn't know him back then. But he told me, and he, he's he got that big that big true grin as he's telling me. And we just laugh about it. And you guys were his world. Uh, he loved his kids more than anything. A lot of people uh, telling us that, making sure we know that. Make sure yeah. you know that. Um we, you know, we all know eventually we're we're all going to pass. So, you know, we've all got this understanding that if I was to die tomorrow, I know that everybody here would do the same thing for me. And they would be there for my kids. So just know that if you guys need anything, Julie, I've already told you this too. If you guys need anything, we're a phone call, a text, drive to the house, knock on the door. Yeah, our door is always. Signal, whatever you got to do. Always the front anything, door here is always open for any of you this guys. Is, where's his mom? That yeah. goes for you too. Anything you guys need, we're here. If we don't know how to do it, I promise you we'll find somebody we that does. We will get a crew together. Yeah. We'll fix, I always know that he loved you. And he was so You're proud You're more than welcome to come and hang out at the podcast on Tuesdays just like Rebecca or anybody else. And he loved our kids like they were his kids. Like, he didn't yeah. care that Davey was a wild heathen. He didn't care that <laughs> was just like her mama and ran her mouth nonstop. He loved them. Yes. So, yep. Drew may say... Drew may do kind of crazy things, but he will forever be a role model to pretty much everybody. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Because push come to shove, he always did what was right. Like, he fought his demons. We all know that. Uh, As we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got demons. So, regardless of what, and this lesson time, people, everybody's got demons. Everybody's got skeletons in your closet. Don't judge somebody based on what theirs is because you think theirs is more than yours. And right. don't hold it over the Shit head. is shit. No. It happens. You move on. If you're strong enough to overcome it, and God damn it, that motherfucker overcame so much shit. Like, there's stuff y'all don't even know about that I watched him with my two eyes overcome. I was a part of one of the things he had to overcome. And for us to be able to come back together after not speaking for almost a decade and be as close as we were... There's no reason to ever hold a grudge. 
None whatsoever. No matter what. Jerry and I got into it and he pulled a fucking knife on me. Where are we at right now? We're here. We're fucking family. Well, like I said, Drew brings people together. We're family. <laughs> that was awesome seeing that. <laughs> my money was on Jerry. My money was on my business partner where she threw my ass up against the wall. And I was like. Yeah, you, you better be texting Menace and thanking him for saving you that night. It was She saved me first. Oh. Menace just calmed Jerry down. She threw me, she threw me from the, the side dressing room door through the wall where the air conditioner was. And I was like. Would be the first time you threw thrown through a dressing room. Literally, wall. I hit the wall and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> well, not Richie put you through a wall, too. You're fucking <laughs> no, that was dad. Uh, for the Facebook Live, guys, we've got Lucas from Indiana. Everyone here knows Lucas. We oh, are. Lucas he Taylor. Sent, he, he, sent sent message, yeah, he sent a message in. Um, Danielle, she's one of the, she's a big wrestling fan in the area. Is that Mole? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, they used to come, her, her sister, and Dustin used to come and help yeah. us out at UEW. Mm-hmm. She said it's so wonderful that a wrestling family can't together like this. He was such a good wrestler. And everyone's talking about his children and how much he did love them. And, of course, life lessons with Drew. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to implement that in. The Crazy final life, agree, girl. Life, life lesson life with Drew. Life lessons from Drew. That's Rebecca's spot. That's Rebecca's spot, yeah. That's your spot yeah. each week on the podcast. <laughs> each life time you're here. Life lessons with Rebecca. And you yeah. come up with both. something and, you think yeah, is a life lesson. And Abby. I mean, yeah, all whatever you guys can come up with. Um, <laughs> do you want to play some of the recordings and then we can get to the people that are here? Yeah, we'll go ahead, take another break real quick. We'll uh, let the recordings play and we got a few other people here to talk, so we'll be back. You know, in wrestling, we call each other brother. We throw that word around all the time, just because it's the way that we speak. But when Drew Game said it, I honestly believe he meant it. I felt like he treated me like a member of his family. I feel the same about him and I will forever. He was the embodiment of professional wrestling. Yeah, a little dirty under the nails. Yeah, Didn't always know exactly what you might get from him. But at the end of the day, his brothers were what meant the most to him in this business. And we would all be just a little bit better if we could be more Drew. Hey, everybody. This is Talon Williams. And um, I want to say that my thoughts and my prayers are with Julia and the kids. Uh. I think, you know, as far as just being a human being, never mind professional wrestling, but as a human being, I think Drew was just an amazing person altogether. You know, he had a heart of gold. He always had that infectious smile. Um, he never, you know, never acted like he was better than anybody else. He treated everybody the same. And, you know, I think the world is a darker, sadder place without people like Drew Game. And, um, Drew, I know you can hear me in the afterlife, my friend. I know you, that you are a man of faith, so I know you're in a better place. But selfishly, we all wish you were still here. I just want to tell you, man, I love you. And so long until I see you again. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys. Lucas Kaler, otherwise known as Lionel Lucas Lazarus or Ryan Lazarus here. Quick story about Drew Game. One time he told me to meet him. I was going to drive him to a show in Cornelia. He was going to meet me at Kroger in Dalton. 
and he offered to buy me a bottle of liquor in exchange for driving him to the show. And of course, he drank it on the way, and I didn't even get to enjoy it. Um, but that was Drew Game, man. He he liked, he loved the people in this business, and I think that was the big reason why you would see him in his Sesame Street gear bag at a bunch of shows that he was probably too good of a wrestler to be on. Because all of you, the fans, his friends, you know, you guys were like his family. He truly loved this business, and he loved all of the people in it. He was the kind of guy that would give you the shirt off his back. And it's just a shame that somebody so good, so kind is no longer with us, man. It sucks. Drew, I'm going to miss you a lot, man. You were a good guy. We hear these. All right, guys, we're back. Yeah, we'll listen to them. Okay. Uh, I know we said we were going to play them, but, you know, magic of editing and radio, we didn't really. Everybody here is going to listen to them after we get done, so. Oh, my God, guys. What the hell just <laughs> happened? Kylie, Kylie, baby, when you toss something in a fire, you can say throw it in a fire, but you toss it. Because literally, you about burnt it, Jennifer. <laughs> Uh, we got a few other people here that are going to say some things. Start off with Chris. Crunk. Chris Crunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Come on, put some heat on this podcast, hey, Crunk. Uh, I'm not a very liked person, so I'll just talk as we fast like you. as possible. Nah, uh, you don't have you. to go fast. Yes, so, uh, when I first broke into wrestling, I was like 100 pounds, and everybody beat the living fuck out of me all the time. It sucked. I hated wrestling so much, and then I met Drew Game. Uh, I walked right up to him and introduced myself. I said I was a wrestler, and he was just like, yep. He didn't question it, and it was like the first time that it ever happened to me, and it just, uh, it meant a lot. Damn. I'm going to try not to cry. I'm sorry. Uh, fuck. So then... I wrestled for a little while. I ended up wrestling uh, Drew Game first time at SCW in a fucking deli. Um, and I walk up to him and I'm like, hey man, I always have all these ideas. If you've ever wrestled me, I call the whole fucking match and everyone hates it. Uh, but I have a million ideas all the time. And uh, usually they always got shot down, but Drew Game just said, yep, we're going to do every single one of them. And we did. And it just like changed me. I was like, man. Drew said, real men cry. That's right. Yeah. <coughs> Fuck. That's all right, buddy. Let it out. Man. Real men cry. I don't... Just no one had ever... No one really ever, like, reached out to me like that wrestling. It's the one thing I wanted to do since I was a kid. <coughs> And so, it really pushed me to, like, keep trying. And uh, I somehow, at the age of, like, 22, ended up with a fucking booking job at a wrestling show called TWE seven years ago. Uh, and Grandpa asked me, the guy that owned it, he asked me who I wanted to book as the champion, and I already knew, like, it was true game. Uh, because he was the fucking man. <laughs> I 
And no matter what show he was on, he made sure that his match mattered and that everything he was doing was just a piece of the puzzle and it was just so easy to work with him. And he really made everybody just feel like they were a part of something. And, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize at all. No, no, just That's what we're here for right now. And so, if you like, and now I'm going to talk about the stuff that isn't wrestling. <coughs> if you know me, I'm a, kind of a pansy bitch, and I'll like, uh, I have insane depression all the time. Uh, and like, literally, like, I don't know, like a month and a half ago, I tried to kill myself. And one of the people that reached out to me was Drew Game. And he just talked to me for a long time, and every day he would send me some kind of positive message of some sort. Like a meme, a video, just words. And it was just blowing my mind, because he would take time out of his day to message me. I'm just a fucking kid, like I don't know anything. And literally the day before he died, he had sent me a message that said, are you okay? And I didn't message him back. <laughs> because I was having a shit fucking day. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I woke up the next day. And checked my Facebook and I saw the news. And it just broke me. And I've been broken ever since, I think. Like, not in a bad way. Because it just showed me that, like, man, like, even with this guy's last dying fucking breath, he would have reached out to somebody and asked them if they were okay. And I didn't want to talk to many people about that. I've told, like, maybe, like, two or three people, but I just think it should be known. that Drew Game would have, like, literally just did anything for anyone. And he always treated me like someone. I didn't even go to my own fucking parents' funeral. But I would be here for this because he was a good fucking person. <laughs> and I thank you, Drew. I love you. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that was. You got everybody sniffling there. Take a break. We're going to take a break, guys. We'll be back. Yeah. All right, guys. We're back. And uh, that was Chris Crump pouring his heart out to you guys. And that was some shit that maybe one person here knew. I don't know if I'm sure Joey knew. Um, Other than that, there's probably 20, 25 people here at the time. And um, that right there. If you know nothing else about Andrew Jermaine, not Drew Game, that right there is exactly what we're trying to tell you what kind of man he was. Yeah. Drew was fighting his own battles right now. He he was trying to, to move him and his daughter so she could stay in this school district. It, it's hard to find a house in this area that you can afford for one. He found the house. He was so happy. Uh, starting this next chapter of his life. The surgeries he just had were major surgeries. And yeah. To any male, they're super fucking major surgeries. But for him to be able to take that time out and reach out to a guy and make that guy know 
that there's somebody here that loves you. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the man that Andrew Germain is. And when I named this podcast, that's what I wanted to do. You all know Drew Game. You all know the fucked up Argyle outfits, the thrift store finds on the jackets. And Julie can tell you she's standing here. Every time Drew would find one of these jackets, I would get a call. And he's like, you're not going to believe what I found. And I was like, what'd you find? He goes, I look like Arn Anderson, or I look like Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA in 85. And he'd send me this picture. But the picture would just always be him in the fur coat. And it would never be closed in the front. So that was a little rib that Drew always liked to do. But every time he found one, he pointing had to. himself. Yeah, pointing at himself. He had to tell us that. So The snowman picture. The snowman picture. Yeah. Snowman That's right. yeah, I got that one sent to me immediately after it was took. Yeah, oh, by the way, too. Drew Game, OnlyFans. Still up. <laughs> Not sure what kind of content you'll find there. Might scare you. <laughs> if he put the pictures from the surgery there, demand your money back. <laughs> that, was, that was some S and M shit there. But those are pictures I did not ever need to see. That right there, just I'm glad Cronk felt um, supported enough with us here and to get that story out. But that proves what we're trying to say about Drew in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, Rocky, you've probably been Drew's longest friend in the wrestling business. Um, for the simple fact, yeah, he and I started together, but there was that eight-year span yeah. when we didn't talk, and you guys were still friends through that. So, um, tell the story we talked about about Jennifer. Which one? Yes. Your Jennifer. The one how you know, you, you owe Drew. Oh yeah, I owe Drew everything in my life. Uh, everything's good in my life. I owe to to him. Um, you know. Drew dated, he was dating Jennifer when I met her, uh, when he introduced me to her. Uh, they didn't work out. We got together. Um, been together for 20 years now. Two beautiful kids. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we talk about, you know, everybody's kids, you know, loving Drew and he, he loving everybody's kids. You know, my daughter, she jokes that, that Drew's her real dad. Um, well, <laughs> I did the math. Uh, <laughs> But you went to East Ridge. I was about to yeah. say, you went to East Ridge like I did. I, I've got a master's degree. I do math. <laughs> Simple math. Um, but that, thought I could put in a computer program and it'll spit the answer out. That's funny, uh, though, that she's got that same sense of humor we all Yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. Well, we give, we were giving Jennifer hell all the time. She'd say something to me, and she, or Liz would say something, and Jennifer would say, That's your daughter. I said, No, that's Drew Games. Um, you know, I'd blame it on him. And, Mama's uh, baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my daughter jokes about it. Um, you know, Rebecca jokes about it, you know, with the band and tells them that she's, you know, her half-sister. Right. Um, you know, Drew is, you know, we had every, he had every reason in the world to be pissed off that I was started dating his ex right after they broke up. Right. Um, and he never did. You know, the one conversation we had about it, uh, it he, we ran into him when we were, at the Rock and Country Club, and I hadn't had a chance to talk to him yet until I was started dating her. And the one conversation, he just said, "You know, I wish you'd have told me first. I said, "Well, I'm sorry," and that was it. Yeah, it was, it was over. It was yeah. over. Yeah, uh, we were we... still team. You know, we were still tag team partners at the time, and um, you know, working Tank and 
getting killed by it with a along with a green, green chicken, chicken and um, <laughs> leather face. Yeah, leather face. Yeah, not fake, the leather face. A fake leather face. He was a leather face. A leather uh, face. Yeah. A catcher's mitt over the face. Now no, he had, he the, had the gimmick. He, he had just, the gimmick. It just wasn't. It wasn't. His it gimmick. wasn't the leather face from Japan. It was. But he was putting himself off to be. Yeah. Uh, one of those type of people. Yeah. You know, like Kamala too. Like the real tank. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Drew is just, you know, he was he was more than my one of my best friends in the world. He was, he's my brother. Right. Um, you know, we've – most then, of the fun I've had in this world has been with Drew Game and, and Andrew Germain. And, um, you know, we've worked shows. There's one time we decided we were just going to be professional wrestlers, and that was it. And we were going to make a living off of it. And – that was a nice week, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we, we were booked the entire week, two or three times a day. Uh-huh. Um, so he, he started that 20-something years ago doing right. that. Uh, you know, we've, we've, that was a quantity over quality? Yeah. Yeah. We've, I remember uh, those days. <laughs> He's one of the only, one of the three men that I've been totally thrown out of a town at, you know, <laughs> with. Not just, not just the wrestling ring and uh, the wrestling show, Guilty. but... Yeah, Ben was there. Uh, we we were actually told to leave Chatsworth, Georgia, and Cartersville. Co- Cartersville. I didn't go back till Ted Allen's funeral. Yeah, and then he wore a mask. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. I did. I wore, I wore a mall hood in. Uh, but yeah, we were told I've to leave that Cartersville in my now. And, and never come back to that town. Uh, we were escorted. Or we wouldn't make it out of there alive. Is yeah. what they told us. And I believed them boys. Yeah, we didn't tore up their bar. Yeah. Um, but Drew Drew was good about pulling stuff, you know, and he could talk me into doing some of the dumbest damn things I've ever done in my life. Elbow drops to the floor. You know, I was doing that already, but he he wanted to ramp it up a little bit, and um, he came up with the idea one time that we're going to set my elbow on fire and let me drop a flaming elbow. elbow I remember now. The way he did it should have just got Will to do it. You wouldn't have to do anything. Well, <laughs> the way he did it. <laughs> It was really genius. He said, okay, we're going to take hairspray, and we're going to spray your elbow pad with it, and I'll light it on fire. And before you hit the ground, the, the spray uh, hairspray will burn up, which is exactly what happened. Now, what happened the week before <laughs> is we were working in Tron, Georgia, and you guys know Switchblade. Yes. <laughs> Switchblade stunk. Horrible. Not just at his wrestling ability, which it did. Is that an honor? Um, but he would not bathe, would not put deodorant on. You'd be surprised. And Drew and I were stuck wrestling this guy for months at a time, every week. Um, and Drew took to spraying him down with deodorant before we'd go out to the ring. That week, Farley had him. Um, but Frank actually posted about that this week in memory of Drew. He said he's no longer mad about this incident you're talking about either. Well, I don't care if he's mad. He can get no, over. it was, it was um, just... <laughs> I'm glad he held a grudge 20 years. Yeah, over a rib. Well, Drew took – now, Drew's version of this story is that he had the deodorant and he wrapped electrical tape around it because he didn't want to give a free plug to the the, uh, company. But he accidentally grabbed a can of spray adhesive instead. Are we using air quotes when we say accidentally? Yes. Okay. All right, so he said he grabbed the wrong can. Well, Farley's got switchblade with a full Nelson. We shoot out there. Drew sprays Frank Nelson him. and a full Nelson. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Flank. Flank. Flanky. Flanky. 
Drew, all right, so Drew sprays him down. Farley locks in a bear hug, and it's a good a good spray of deodorant. Yeah, and you know, and he's you know he accidentally grabbed the wrong can. What uh, was it he grabbed? Spray adhesive. The three M spray adhesive. I don't know the, what it was. The it, super. Uh, it was yeah. it was covered up with black electric tape. Yeah. That's how he made the mistake. Well, <laughs> mistake. He uh, mistake. Not yes. So switchblade <laughs> is. No, I just think the story's hilarious. I, I know this story. Like, <laughs> I think it's, it's hilarious. It was his go-to. See that? Look, this is the first time I've actually got to tell the story though, because yeah. I usually get interrupted, and he says, "No, this is his story," <laughs> yeah. uh, which happened at Farley's Hall of Fame induction. We did. He he cut me off. On yes, that. it did. Uh, so now this time I get to tell the true story. Uh, you so, should cut him off and tell the story. Right? <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's he's you know in a bear hug, and he comes to the back, and he's sticking to his, his clothes. Now he doesn't take his shirt off, doesn't change, doesn't towel off anything. And works, you know, walks around the back the rest of the night, stuck to his clothes. Uh, the next week, the week we're doing this flaming elbow, uh, his mother come up to us and said, we can't spray him down with the odor anymore because he had an allergic reaction to it. And they had to physically take scissors and cut the shirt off of him because it was stuck to it. <laughs> now, back to the flaming elbow, I'm standing on the ring apron. And I think Farley's laying on the floor. And Drew's spraying my elbow. And while he's spraying my elbow, I'm looking at this, and it's going through my mind. This can has black electrical tape wrapped around it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see the lighter coming up. And I'm thinking, I hope he's grabbed the right can. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing I know, my elbow is on fire. <laughs> uh, my elbow pad. Luckily, he, uh, <laughs> he used the right can. He got the right one this time. <laughs> But I, I had so much fun with that man. We uh, we got away with so much stuff through the time we was teaming together and working each other. Uh, you know, we we started a save the rats campaign. Oh, that was great. Um, <laughs> that was so great. As you wearing midget tag team titles. Yeah. As we we decided this in the back one day. That Tell we, that one on the podcast. I, I want to say we, we were sitting in the back one day and we decided that um, we needed to go sit out in the crowd. And we needed to hold up signs. Now we had seven people in the crowd. Yeah, so we needed, you know, nine of us because Farley right. went with us. So we're dressed, right? <laughs> now I've got this dreadlock Jamaican hat thing on. Uh, Drew is in his leather pants. Uh, uh, Hardy Boys Hardy tight, Boys shirt. Tight, tight shirt. Yeah. And we decided we need to go to Food Line to buy signs. <laughs> so here we go walking into Food Line. Uh, everybody stops and just looking at us like, what What the hell is this? <laughs> By the signs, side, we're, then we decide, we, you know, what do we need to write on this? So this is when we come up with the Save the Rats campaign. Um, the people that running the show had no idea what the hell a rat was. <laughs> uh, we've got, I mean, we got by with so much stuff you know our, our finishing move was we called it the, the screaming orgasm and but you would change they, names of move every week too though well sometimes when they would find out what, what we they meant yeah. what change, it meant. but it would be something the nastier old, more vulgar the next time <laughs> well the, the one that got us was our, our, the finishing move was first named oh my god I made her and then something well G, um, Drew's finish was the G spot for yeah years. he was the G spot Frank uh, never found it so I I guess <laughs> Fran didn't know what it was neither did Grady hey um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the midget tag team. So, Drew and I were heels. Uh, 
We had Dan Wilson was our manager. Big Doug was your enforcer. Yeah, Big Doug was with us. We basically put Big Doug with us so that we didn't have to work his stiff you ass. You bastards. Uh, <laughs> he did. I broke his ass. Um, <laughs> Seems so time. proud of that. So, I did. I hit him with a two by four. He he bumped on the chain. Is that what was, you call it nowadays? Goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was laying a lumber kid. <laughs> no, like how they had the guardrail and it had that little open spot right there. I remember oh. I had that chain going across it. I hit him with a two by four and he bumped back. Like I guess I caught him when he wasn't expecting it, and he bumped on that chain and went straight to his ass to the concrete. I like you, you broke my ice. God damn it, man! You broke my fucking ice. It took me ten years to figure out what an ice was. My grandmother says ass the same way, so I was able to figure it out. But yeah, so it's me and Larry Piper. Yeah, and we're at the flea market, and Lewis had the booth at the time. And anybody can look at Rocky and Drew and see that they're kind of vertically challenged. I'm six three. Piper was six eight. Something like that. Oh, he's too damn tall. I didn't want to work big, it out. Yeah. He's a big, tall bastard. So we see these. Stiff fucker. They, they weren't the toy replicas like kids have now. Like, WCW had actual replica belts, but they were made kid size. And they were real metal on the simulated leather. So somehow we barter a deal and get them from Lewis. And we, we put duct tape over the WCW and write GXW midget tag team titles. So. Kind of like they did with their real belts. Yes. <laughs> Yes, until we at least had them put vinyl stickers on them from Jeff Locke. But, uh, so we had this promo to where we're going to go back and forth with them, and we're going to print them, present them, Rocky and Drew, these belts as a joke, and it's going to be funny because they're midgets, and everybody's going to laugh at them. But <laughs> these motherfuckers. Now, we had no clue this was happening. And uh, so they, they hand us the belts. I look at my belt. Drew's looking at his belt. Dan's going ape shit in the ring. Just he's playing the the typical heel that he's pissed off that you know we're getting the belts are getting made fun of. Um, so Drew and I both look at each other and something, you know, a, a lot of times we could look at each other and click. And I would know what he's thinking. He would know what I was thinking. And this is one of those times. And we both at the time just threw our belts up in the air and started celebrating and <laughs> jumping up and down. You and, hit the Rocky. Yeah, I, I pulled the Rocky by Boa, so yo, Adrian, we did it. And crowd, now we actually had a We're standing crowd. there with a thumb up our ass because. Popper's laying on top of the damn turnbuckle with his head down, just dying. He's, he's lost, you know, there is no kayfabe for him anymore. He's no. lost completely broke characters. So then these motherfuckers defend these belts like they're real fucking tag titles. <laughs> Drew defended them against kids. Yes. <laughs> he actually brought somebody's kids in the ring one week when Wasn't I was there. Wasn't it one of the Lynch's? I don't know. About, it, well, it's about the size it, of Bane it, it now. It had to be so one of the Lynch's or Saudi boys at that time. No, these were little kids. These were like oh, okay. six, seven-year-olds. Um, but he was about Bane's size. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> love you, Bane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just the, it was the time of my life. and uh, There was never a dull moment. No, no. And if there was, he would do something to where it wasn't mm -hmm. dull any longer. Mm -hmm. um, we right. lived together. And Woody lived with us. And Woody was when Woody was starting to do the uh, NACW tours a lot. So me and Drew sitting there one night, and he's like, I'm bored. I was like, me too. You want to do this? No. You want to do this? No. You want something? No. Let's go fuck up Woody's room. Oh, God. So Drew's idea to fuck up Woody's room is to literally take everything off his wall, turn it upside down, 
flip his bed over to where it's now mattress, box springs, bed frame. <laughs> <laughs> then he proceeds to make the fucking bed so it, it looks halfway normal. So he's thinking Woody's big ass is going to come home from from this, this loop or whatever and just flop in the bed. I was like, if he does, he's whooping our ass. <laughs> so... He's like, when's Woody coming home? I was like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. He goes, well, find out. So, you know, call Woody. And he's like, you know, I, four hours or whatever. So it's like a fucking countdown. Like, we're waiting on New Year's to strike, right? And Drew's like, he'll be here in 20 minutes. He'll be here in 20 minutes. And it's like, it's like a kid waiting on Santa. Santa. Santa flew over. He'll be here in 10 minutes. So I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we just going to sit here? It's like four in the morning and just nonchalantly be watching TV. No, let's act like we're asleep. I just fucking talked to him. He knows if I talk to him and he's 20 minutes away, there's no way I'm going to be asleep that quick. He goes, all right, you lay on the couch. I'll lay in the recliner. We'll turn the TV on to say like we doze. I said, all right, I got you. So we cut the lights off. We're doing that or whatever. Woody comes in and you hear him coming. He goes, hey, oh shit, sorry. He goes in there. He opens his bedroom door. Luckily, he throws his suitcase on the bed and he, <laughs> he, he sees that something is wrong. All you hear is, God damn it, Drew! <laughs> and then Drew's trying to say, it, it, what, it, what, it wasn't me. And then so Woody comes out and just gives him the dad stare and Drew fucking loses it and just dies laughing. And he goes, I got bored. <laughs> Woody's like, well, I'm sleeping in your bed tonight. Goes in Drew's bed, shuts the door, just goes to sleep. No, sold it completely after that shit. So he would always find some way to lighten the mood or, you know, make it uh, make it better. Yeah. Joey. Uh, well, real quick before we get Joey in there. <laughs> Uh, AJ. Yeah. Come here a minute, brother. Hold on. <laughs> AJ just made the perfect marshmallow. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. and black, Second. little white underneath. About, it's about perfect. Uh, perfect marshmallow. Just like with Rebecca, you're part of the family, and we want you to be a part of the family, so we want to give you one of the shirts, too. Thank you. I'm grabbing this one-handed with my marshmallow. Well, yeah, this non-marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. You're officially part of the ring crew. So you're, you're officially part of the ring crew, so anytime you want to come and join in on the podcast, you're more than welcome. I'll try to get Tuesdays off then. Awesome. Sounds cool. good, awesome. man. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. And we eat every Tuesday, so okay, that's so awesome. Uh, you can bring Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get you some Japanese, Thai, whatever you want. <laughs> there you go. Um, Huh? I thought somebody else could do that. Yeah. I mean, he, he, Drew always was the guy that could do some corny shit. So, I mean. Yeah, he was all the time getting something free. So, we got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The week, yeah. yeah. Now, talk about getting free stuff. Drew lived at my house with me and my dad for about a week and a half one time. Uh, I remember that. Where's. Oh. Okay. So. Who are we looking for? Oh, never mind. There she is. Um, you. Anyway. Hold on. Before me? you say this. This one comes up to me. Rebecca comes up to me one day and she goes, so you've known my dad longer than any of these guys, right? And I was like, yep. She goes, I bet you got some stories to tell me. Drew standing behind her going, no. Yeah. And I'm like, no, your dad has always been an upstanding citizen of the United States of America. I couldn't even, couldn't even kayfabe him with him right there. Anyway, he, uh, 
I'll, I'll clean this up then a little bit and not tell how he got to my house. And anyways, there was a reason he left. He left the, the, the house he was at, living at, and come to move to my house for a week until uh, that other house was vacated. And uh, um, he could get some free shit. Oh yeah, all the time. I don't think that week we went. We went out to eat every day. And I don't think we paid for anything anywhere because he knew somebody that was going to give us free food at certain restaurants. Um, have you heard a story about uh, us going to the movies and getting free popcorn? No. So Drew and I, this is, we're old. Yeah. So Drew and I are riding around one night. We decide we want to go to a movie. And uh, we decide to go see Sleepy Hollow. Uh, literally, we're the only two people in the theater going to watch this movie. So we decide. You know how it is when you go out with the boys. You know, sometimes one guy will pick up something. Next guy will pick up something else. So Drew paid for the movie. I was like, I'll get concessions. He's like, okay. So fart on the podcast. I need it back there. Fart on the podcast. <laughs> Bam. So we're sitting there. And so I reach in my pocket to get the money to pay for concessions. And so as I've got my hands in my pocket, Drew hauls off and chops the shit out of me. And I was like, "Woo!" And the kid behind the cash register goes, you guys like wrestling? And we're like, well, we wrestle. And he's like, what? So we tell him. He goes, that's awesome. Drew goes, so are you a wrestling fan? He goes, yeah. He goes, we work a little match right now. You hook us up with some concessions. He goes, you work a little match right now. I'll give you a whole bag of popcorn. We're like, fuck yeah. We're thinking, you know, a bag of popcorn. He goes, and soda. We're like, all right, cool, so. Like a body slam, suplex, whatever we did. I remember Drew hit an elbow off the little chairs they had in the lounge area there. Pin me one, two, three. So we go, and the guy goes, all right, man, that was awesome. A deal's a deal. Reaches behind the counter and gives the fucking five-foot-long bag of popcorn. Gives us each one, Rocky. So we're in the theater. Like I said, we're the only two people watching Sleepy Hollow. I think we're the only two people that watched the movie the whole time it was in theaters. So we're sitting in about the middle row, and we've got... We've got the bag of popcorn sitting between his is here, mine's yes. here, and this opening. We're just selling popcorn in. Oh but he was a hustling motherfucker. He you know, could get anything. He's good Walker. about using that damn, I'm a professional wrestler. That's how he got Jennifer. Yeah. That's how he started dating her. Yeah. I read that in her post the other yeah, day, and I forgot about him that. Him and Larry Popper would go to the bowling alley before they went to, down to Paul Lee's. Uh-huh. And, um, told her that they were professional wrestlers, and they had a big main event that night. They were... They were what he the meant champions. to say was they had a match and he's going to work eight times because Paul only had six guys. Because well, Paul's got to come out in between every match. Right. And sell sessions at the damn intermission. You know why we went to that bowling alley? What is because Jennifer was there. It was because the bartender in the back, you couldn't sell liquor by the drinking industry yeah. at the time. But they had like the, uh, the daiquiris that had a little bit of liquor in them. And the lady was like, you want that leaded or unleaded? And I was like, let it. So she'd take that daiquiri. Fill it up, and then she pour fucking fucking one fifty one right on top of it to fill the glass up. <laughs> so I, I by the time, my time we, there. by the time we got from Tri State Bowl to Paul's, we were shitty. One fifty one, and then they got one fifty one was shitty. Like that, <laughs> like that vodka he drank, straight pour it on the gas and on the fire. All right, we got Joey Gambino sitting over here oh, too, brother. So uh, oh, why don't you go ahead and say a little bit about? Uh, well, I probably know Drew the least amount of years. I think, but uh, the mood seems really good right now and like super happy, so I'm not gonna try to bring it all the way down. Whatever you with need, whatever. Man. But uh, I know Chris spoke and he was said that you know he pretty much 
everybody hates him. And I was like, well, that's one thing. But then being the guy who everybody hates because you're good friends with Chris, so that's pretty much me. Like, I catch all the right. yeah. all the, the second-hand resid- hate, and I'm like, heat. suck right. it, world. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I caught that from Ben. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> like, wait, you're friends with that? Ah, fuck you. Excuse my language. Sorry. You're fine. But, but once um, we got to know um, you, yeah. everything yeah. we thought we knew was, was totally wrong. different. Was wrong. With you and Trump yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, you believe but, uh, perception is reality. But I feel like, man, there's probably so... I can't tell a story that's anywhere close to the near any of these great Drew game stories. Like, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Like, there's been so much to be said about this incredible, amazing, wonderful man. Um, but I know Andrew, like, because, yeah, I didn't... I'm not like a wrestler, per se. I'm not really in the business. I'm just like a guy who looks attractive and talks shit in a mic <laughs> and is kind of full of himself. Not really. But, um, I did that for the last 10 I've been, years. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the one thing I do remember, like, man, we're about to go down a rabbit hole. Uh, the one, the one, one of the first times I met Drew was uh, Chris randomly booked me on TWE to be like the, uh, what's it called? Mitch. Authority figure. Yeah. I was just some fat-ass guy who sat in the crowd who could talk so he's like hey man you look amazing by the way hey thank you so much but he was just like hey you want to be the commissioner i was like that's cool so i remember sitting down and then drew sitting down and uh he was like opening up that's your kid he was opening up his suitcase and he had a, i saw a flask and we had talked a little bit and i was like hey drew i'll take this one buddy so he's like don't worry i got two more and pulls out like two and a half more flasks i was like man this is my guy. Like, I totally get it. And like, was it the small ones or? Oh, it was the small. It was the small ones. Okay. Please I don't think... reference the video where they do the intervention on Ray Fury, oh because that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He had like six two-gallon the flasks. giant flask. Yeah, yeah. pull them out. That's what I was thinking when he was telling the story. Was that not one, to interrupt? Yeah. But oh, Lacey no, put a post about that the other day and said it was so hard to hide all those flasks behind Drew that Ray kept knocking out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. I almost got hit with one of them. <laughs> Dude, they're like, oh, the big, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think like I saw they had like square. six of them. Yeah, he was a funny, man. but like the, from the instant, from the moment you met. Drew, it was like you knew him forever, and he made you feel like somebody. He made you feel like a part of something bigger than just like what it was. And like, man, I can't even explain like how amazing. Just every time you saw him, he was so full of life and so full of love and so full of energy. And like that carried over in every aspect of his life, as far as like from wrestling to his job to his kids to like every fucking thing about that man was just the the best thing in the world. And like. She is so her father's daughter. What did Rebecca do this time? We're on a podcast. So, um, he said that dad was so full of life. So I leaned back and said, don't make the joke. Don't make the joke. (laughs) And then said, I said, well, not today. (laughs) (laughs) You are... You are a game. Yeah. You're definitely one of us. Yeah, because that's, that's some shit we would all say. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know, like a week leading up to everything, like I had this stirring in my heart that was like, man, you need to just check on Drew. Because he, he always like, I don't know, he was just the people person. He loved everybody. And I was just like, man, I need a message and talk to this man. But I never, I never did for some stupid ass reason. I just, I don't know. And I guess like seeing Drew's kids here, um... It hits harder, or different, I should say, different with me because a month ago my mom died. 
So, uh, it's just, I get it. I understand. And it just, it sucks. And, uh, so. well, much like we told Crump. Yeah. Fuck everything else. You're a part of this family. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And, and yeah. we love you. And we're here. And, and like, much like Chris, too, like, I've, I've, Wasted years struggling with depression and anxiety. I got fucking locked in a mental house in Atlanta for like trying to kill myself. I was there for they would not let me go for like for like a week. So um, the, the, I guess the thing to take from this is like, man, we we do have another day. Like we are alive, and I know my, my mom and probably Drew would love more than anything to be here now, but they can't. But we are. Right. We're yeah. fucking here, and like. To not waste anything. Like, I've lived years of my life wasted because of this disease, this thing. And I'm not, we can't give those things power anymore. Like, you were saying about grudges and all this bullshit. Like, none of that shit fucking matters. Because somebody did something 10 years ago. Like, you got to let that shit go. Because there, there's a bigger picture to all this. Live your life. Be there's happy. such a bigger picture. Because that man was the epitome of live your life and love your life. The one thing that he always said on each and every one of these podcasts, don't just be nice, be kind. Yeah. And my favorite Drew quote, be a decent fucking human, human being. being. Yeah. Just because I don't like you doesn't mean I have to act like I don't like you. I can, we've all been in this business long enough. Chris, you know as well as I do. There's people we deal with every week it shows that we can't fucking stand the side of. Ben Thrasher. However you want to play it, like I've been that guy, I'll own that. But I gotta say, man, out of all the guys, I've never had any problem with you. You always been my brother. I've always loved you. Well, I was a piece of shit. Well, I I thought my brother. I I thought I knew everything, and you couldn't tell me anything. I got a belt put on me like two weeks into training, so I thought I and was you good. And I, I, well, you seen my girlfriend at the time. Which one would you have slept with? That belt had been on less men. Well, the one that followed up, and you know, we got more men. That was a challenge. No, a different one. Oh, a different one that doesn't want me named. Yeah. Yeah, we can't name her because she's passed away, so that'd just be cool. Yeah. But. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a child. <laughs> but literally, um, when I first met Kronk, like I didn't know what to think about him because he did something nobody else does. As a new guy, he sat in the corner and shut the fuck up. I don't know what Kronk you ran into. He, <laughs> I shit you not. First time I met you was Graysville, correct? Yep. What did you do? I didn't talk to a single soul. I'll help you. I didn't know he was there. The only way I knew he was there was because he had Ace Rockwell's old blue gear, the baby blue long tights. That's the only way I knew he was there because I was like, who's the kid over there in Ace's gear? And they're like, oh, it's Crunk. And I didn't know him. Like, he didn't speak. Nobody introduced me to him. So there'd be times like Hampton, go work twice. And I had him there. But I wouldn't give him the chance. And then once I got to know him, like, it was when I was booking CWE. um, Believe it or not, we're very similar in our likes on professional wrestling. Um and believe it or not, guys, Chris Crunk is a fucking historian. He does know about old shit. His fandom didn't start at the Attitude Era or when Ring of Honor kicked off. And I learned that by actually, you know what I did? Talk to him? I actually sat down and talked to him. And then I realized that the style we wanted to present 
couldn't be done with everybody at CWE, but we had a group of guys that it could be done with. So Chris was in charge of that division. He booked the guys, he booked the matches, he booked the angles. Uh, that might have been what ultimately led me to get fired, but I had no qualms about it. Uh, to an extent to where we told this on Crunk's podcast, we go wrestle for murder one. Crunk uh, was booked on the show. I got booked last minute because KT couldn't make it. So murder being my boy, and you know the good old boy system, how that works. You fuck one of my boys, I'm going to fuck you. He rides to Atlanta thinking he's getting a paid angle to wrestle. Murder holds him out. And they thought we had heat. Little did they know, Crunk and I had already talked about this, like, I got fired on a Monday. I think we started talking on Tuesday. By Wednesday, we were squashing, you know, good again. This is a Sunday. Uh, Jimmy Ray's like, calm down. I know y'all got heat. And I was like, I got heat with who? He's like, with Crunk. I was like, why don't I have heat with Crunk? He got you fired. I have no fucking heat with Crunk. And so Murder was like, well, just stay back here with us. So we stayed back there and did the show after the show was over. I see Crunk sitting there, and I was like, I'm going to talk to him. And that night, Crunk was booked on the next shows, and you wrestled a year or so down there maybe yep. just because I gave him a chance same way with Joey I didn't know Joey I met you in passing and just sit down with these guys and we're all like minded guys so be open minded uh, not only in well, the business just in life one thing too that you know come from you getting fired from TWU is you opened back up UEW I did which you know that led you to be able to my full vision build well, not even wrestling part, but rebuild that Reputation. friendship yeah. with, with Jay Farley. Yes, yes. You, know, you was able to rebuild that, and we were able to. Yeah, because if you'll remember, um, I don't know how many people other than you and I know this, Farley and I were talking about doing a, a FarleyCon type game yeah. before FarleyCon happened. And Farley was friends with my business partner, Leela, at the time. Uh, they worked for the same company, Jason, Leroy Lewis, too. Uh and Farley had some figures, and Leela knew I liked them, so she's like, hey, I know this guy, blah, 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 blah. So we go to the flea market, or the yeah, antique mall, antique mall, yeah. and it's fucking Jared I run into, and like, um, and I know I know Jared met Drew when he got there. I know he was waiting on him. But here's, both. here's the best thing that, again, the way Drew and I made amends for everything, Farley and I did, and Farley, one thing he said is the greatest compliment anyone's ever gave me. He said, you can say a lot about Ben Thrasher, but you can never say he's a bad dad. That was the best compliment I've ever got. (laughs) Ever. You know, one thing I want to, I don't want to hog this, but one thing I do want to bring up a story, um, and it's about Julie. Uh, Right after Farley died and I got into the cons and stuff, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were having, I think it was your grandmother or somebody was having a state sale or something. My grandmother, yeah. And uh, they had a bunch of board games and, and antique dolls and stuff. And uh, Drew called me and wanted me to come look at it and tell them what I thought they should charge for them and stuff. And uh, knowing that I really had not that much of a clue about that stuff. Uh, but his real goal was to get me to come over so he could introduce me to Julie. And so, and he was telling me how much she meant to him and how much he liked her. And, and it was just, you know, that they had dated years ago in the past and, and was able to reconnect. And um, incredible story. You know, it was. I was at that Chinese restaurant, by the way. 
seeing that. <laughs> and, and what, AOL yeah, or something yeah, you made him yeah, on? Yeah. I mean, that tells you how old it was. It was AOL yeah, chat room. Messenger, yeah. Yeah, so. God, we're old. Y'all are. We went through yeah, like every, every, every computer <laughs> age thing. We've, yep. we've done it. Speaking of old, Lucky Jerry. Kids. <laughs> that wasn't nice. Segways, brother. Segways. Uh, I got a is, is he known? known? <laughs> are, you, are you known to be nice? No, old. Take mine. Just old because he's my old tag team partner. There That's you go. the only thing, you know. Old hands, stuff like that. I do not go with Eli. You still have a good tag team partner. <laughs> Jerry wouldn't replace you with Joey. I don't know. No, he replaced me with Rawhead Rex. <laughs> Apples and oranges, brother. Apples and fucking oranges. Goddamn watermelons and oranges on that one. Watermelons and oranges. Yeah, Drew, I see you running theme, and, and really to tell a story, it's going to be the same story, but it's, it's just Drew. It's just we first met when we were training at AWF with Paul. Um, a little bit further, he moved on. Well, what year was that? Uh, not finished, I'm not saying. Uh, about 20 years ago. Um, or maybe 22, I don't know. About 22. About 22, yeah, yeah, 52, something like that. Feels like 52, <laughs> don't it? But I was leaving AWS, and I was, I was really scared because, it, you, you know when you go to that second place, you know you got your little home base that you trained in, and you feel comfortable. Because you know everybody. Because you know everybody. Yeah. Well, I was branching out. And well, you made friends with Sledge, Iron, right. Collins, right. Mike, not Jason or Brandon. Yeah. Um, was it TJ? Yeah, TJ, yeah, you uh, Me, Piper, and Drew. Yeah, Piper and Drew. Fred. Fred. Nick. That was our roster. Yeah. What, uh, well, Oliver at times. And fast forward a little bit, and... Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. Thank you guys for sharing. I'll touch base with you tomorrow. Are y'all coming tomorrow? And um, so that's when I went to the first UEW because I heard Double D was going to be there. Well, I knew him as Drew Drake. Drew Drake, yes. I didn't know he was Drew Game yet. So I get all excited. I'm like, thank God there's somebody at this place I know. You know why he switched? Huh, Paul threatened to sue him. That doesn't surprise me. So you've heard the story about the Moonlight Lounge show. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Paul was like, you wrestled the show on Sunday. You know, it was a Thursday. So that was a loophole. So we leave. Uh-huh. You know, we'd all signed the contracts. Uh-huh. So it's around Christmas time. We're walking around the mall. It's me, Piper, and Drew. And um, I don't know what it is now, but if you come in from the old Sears entrance at the bottom level, mm-hmm. there was like a sporting goods store on this side of it. And so we're walking out. We kind of run into Paul. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. Well, Paul walks away. Yeah. And just like no sells us. Well, then he turns around and he goes, um, you guys know you sign contracts, right? And we're like, no. Yeah, you did. I said, no, I didn't sign a contract. Yeah, you did. I said, no, no, no. A contract is a legally binding agreement signed by attorneys and then notarized. I didn't sign a fucking thing that was notarized. Right. You can't notarize. Julie, you're a notary. You can't notarize something after the fact. Okay. So he's trying to tell us. Right. And he's trying to tell us that we have a legally binding contract. He's going to sue us for everything we got. We're 19 and fucking 18. We ain't got shit. Right, yeah. So I was like, man, fuck you. I'm smart enough in life to know this. But Drew wasn't. He was thinking, shit, my grandparents and my great-grandparents will lose everything they got. So he was like, I own Drew Drake. I own whatever Piper's name was. I can't fucking remember. 
And he's like, you didn't have a name yet, uh, blah, 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 blah. So Drew's like, I got to change my name. So he come up with Drew Game. And the funny part about that was everybody got the name right except one promoter. Oh, no. Keith Hart, Keith Hart. Keith always Hart. called him Drew Gain, like the fucking laundry <laughs> detergent. <laughs> Drew, G-A-I-N. I was, I'd heard Double D was there, Drew Drake, in my brain. Right. Who I was going to see. Well, I get there, and I love the man now, but I run into this guy named Drew Delight. Yeah. And I'm thinking, where's Double D? Yeah. And they're like, he there is he is right D. there. He yeah. is right Double D. And I'm like, no. The I've met, met Drew before. This is not yeah. Drew. So that's a drastic change from that, those two. It was two. a drastic change from those two. So, but the point was because I was so excited about him being there because I knew I would be able to feel comfortable. Right. I knew that if he was in the locker room, everything was going to be okay. Right. And that's just the kind of guy he was for everybody. Oh yeah. Like everybody's got a story either similar or just the same to that. Well, it's just like being in the ring with him. You know, he was one of those guys that made you feel like a wrestler. Yes. You know, yes. A lot of times I, I had that imposter syndrome, you know? Mm-hmm. And, going and through the motions. Going through the motions. Yep. But every time you got in there with him, it, it, was, it was always different. Yes, it was always you different. You never had the same match with him. It, it, you, you never had to say anything. You never had to. It was just. You guys will remember this. Do you remember when he was in that phase of when he's calling spots? Everything was baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was just through yeah. his Jimmy Hart phase. Did he do that with you, Julie? Like, anytime he'd call spots with us, he'd be like, hey, um, Let's do this, 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 and he ended up with baby. And I was like, baby. He goes, yeah, I'm not Jimmy Hart, baby, because everybody, baby. I was like, whatever makes you happy, man. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and you know, we've talked about Cyrus not knowing his strength. Let's give Drew credit too. Like, Drew, Drew was able to. Us. Yeah. He, as big as I am and as little as he was, he could give. He gave me the fall away slam off the second rope, and the whole time I'm like, if you fucking kill me, I'm going to fucking kill you. He goes, what? I said, you heard me. If you kill me. I will come back in your sleep, and I will fucking kill you. And then he threw me with no fucking effort. He could give me a hanging vertical. Uh, he gave me a superplex off the top of uh, Johnny Blaze's old hard ring. Oh, shit. And when we hit, nobody had taught us how to breathe, that you got to breathe out or whatever, right? So, <laughs> so nobody taught us how to breathe out. So when we hit, it's August. Uh, it's like 108 degrees, that hard-ass yeah. ring. So when we hit, it's like... <laughs> and you hear us both go, we think we're quiet. What's the next spot? But it's like, what's the next spot? <laughs> and you hear somebody from the crowd goes, I don't know, did you forget already? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so we rolled over, and it was like a real quick roll-up, and we got the fuck out of there. Johnny Blaze never booked us again. You know it's bad when the crowd starts calling your spots for you. I mean, I, I thought <laughs> time we were, for the hip toss. I thought we were quiet, but Thank you, Greg. Yeah, it's not when you can't. Every time I work, Chuggy yeah. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck, that's another uh, good one. So, um, you Chuck, you come to UEW and did you start teaming with Jason right away? <laughs> Fairly Jason. close. See, first of all, See, I can't remember that David, part of it. Rawhead thought I was Skull. <laughs> so that's how I ended up at UEW. He goes, hey, Skull. And I'm like, is he hard at me? He's like, you calling me a name? Or he's, he's like, hey, Skull. So I walk up there. I'm like, you're talking to me? He goes, you're not Skull. I'm like, no. He's like, you wrestle? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come to a tryout whenever. And then I came and right. uh, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Jason Phoenix. And, uh, and it went really well. And then I started. And it wasn't much longer after that that who was it that ended up putting us together? Rex was probably booking at the time. Or was that you, together? Rocky? 
I don't remember who oh, it was, but I know we. Maybe it was. Gene. They put the tag belts on us the first night we tagged because Jason. And you haven't been there uh, that I think long. It had to be Dad. Because yeah, Jason sure and Rampage, it was Jason Phoenix and Nick Rampage were yeah. the tag champs, and they were our first tag match. I was their manager. Yeah, and yeah. for some reason they put us over on them. Was, was that when we were doing North Carolina? We it was before we went to North Carolina. No, no, when we were doing North Carolina, me, Chuck, Wood, yes, Fred, and Drew. Okay, mm. okay. So the wild, we were still the Wild Boys. Wild at least boys. me and Chuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Dad was calling shots at that time, booking yeah. the show. I could, didn't you come watch a show or two? Before? I did. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I remember. And Drew was at those shows. Yeah. So again, when I hear he's there, I was like, yeah, I saw him good. I, now that you say that, I remember that we're uh, we're in the ring once, and I look and I see you and. Uh, the kids yeah. in the crowd. And I was like, hey, that's, that's dude from Paul's show. That's Jerry. And then uh, after that, like, you guys had a hell of a tag team. Yeah. Like, Drew would even sit here and talk about that. And he was like, like uh, we were talking about tag team wrestling one day and how it's it's kind of frowned upon now. Yeah. Like on bigger shows, like AEW's got a decent tag roster. But, you know, WWE is like, let's put this star with this star and give them the tag. Like, yeah. Stupid because, you know. <laughs> it's clothesline, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, an like, actual tag team is better than two singles wrestlers thrown together. Well, yeah, and like Rocky and I were talking about, it's to me there's there's so many different forms of wrestling. There's you know mm-hmm. your singles, there's lucha, there's strong style, there's there's a plethora. There's yeah. some that we probably don't even fucking know oh, about. Sure. But to me, the most beautiful form of wrestling is tag team wrestling. And Rocky and I were talking about this before we started recording because it takes, you've got five guys. You've got the four in the ring and the referee. Then if you have a manager on the outside, that's six guys that all have to be in sync, know what's coming next, and care that not only do they look good, their partner looks good, and their opponents look good. So like at RCW, Tyler's like, I mean, tag's really not my thing. Logan's not his thing. I was like, fuck, I'll agent every fucking tag match you book because that's my strong suit. Um, and it hides weaknesses in guys. Uh, and it, it can accentuate strengths in guys. But um, Drew put over Jason and I were a good team, and I, I would agree with that. But I enjoyed you guys as a tag team more than even I did me and Jason just because the looks were similar. I mean – for fuck's sake, so you used your Wait, goddamn you ID for three years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the baby blue. Uh, when we finally got Jason in the singlet, you guys were doing the singlet with the cutoff shirts. That was just a good look, and your guys' work was good. I mean, for fuck's sake, you made Rocky and Danny look good. <laughs> well, it was the chemistry we had, no too. Yeah. I mean, we could look at each other and know yeah. what the other one was thinking. I mean,. That's why I was saying that Drew and I, we had in our high society, it was just that. It was, you know, yeah. you don't find that every day. Every day. Wrestling no. Drew was like that. Yeah. Like, a look in his eyes, yeah. and he knew exactly the next yeah. five things he wanted you to do. Yeah. There would be one point he would tag me in, and we would each just, I mean, immediately without having to say anything, we'd both reach down and grab the wrist. We did the old Rock and Roll Express yes. under back yeah. through chop. Yep, I remember that. I, I, I took yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of strange, too, because you, when you find that partner like that, it's like, it's magical, and not only just in the ring, but outside the ring, you guys become lifelong yeah. friends. And, and it's hard and, to recreate that. Yeah. But to an extent, you guys were both able to recreate it, you and I, and you and Dave. 
Mm-hmm. You and Rex were able to recreate that because Brothers Grimm was just as good of a tag team. Um, I don't think it got to go as long as it should have right. uh, because you guys went to Rome, and by the time you come back to <laughs> VW, things had changed. And this last time, of course, he's, you know, got a few years on me, and he comes back looking like the guy. A million I remember bucks. Yeah, a million yeah. bucks. I'm the one that looks like the old dude. He's still got the, he's still got my the, timings the, off. He's still got and, the Rex walk with yes, the, the fucking snarl. Yes, that still, used to scare the fuck out of me. Still, I yeah. still get chills just because being a – it was so hard to wrestle in that tag team match with him because I'm such a fan then. Yeah. You know, I wanted to sit there and watch him wrestle, yeah. you know. I remember the first time everyone was like, his forearms will fucking kill you. No, they'll rock you. Yeah. Them yeah. Europeans will fucking rock you. But he'll tell you, all right, when I get close, turn your head and we'll go with the momentum. If you don't turn your head, he's going to rock your fucking world. Dude. But just, dude, just, man, we had so much fun. Yeah. We had so much fun. And um, after you guys left the other day, me and Rocky sat up there and talked for probably an hour, hour and a half after that. And it was just uh, just about all the fun times we had at wrestling and how fun it used to be. And, you know, the the memories we made. Like, just, just not even in the ring, just the stupid shit we were doing behind the scenes. Just, Being in locker rooms today has made me realize that that's what it was really all about. Yeah, it was the brotherhood. It was the brotherhood. How many times have we said that? Me and Rocky's like, I don't don't miss miss bumping. I don't miss driving. I don't miss getting dressed. I hated the marks. I don't miss them. I I miss the boys. And that's what this podcast was for us. It was locker room talk. It was us getting together Uh, shooting the shit. Here's something you guys have both bought for. You were talking earlier about going to the uh, food line in your gear. Do you remember having to make the beer runs at UEW? In yeah. spandex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would be full gear. Booze, the thing is, the gas station is right across the street. But still, we're, we're, <laughs> we're leaving a show, Julie, and going across the street on a beer run. Boots, knee pads, spandex, and you're pulling money out of the bottom of your singlet, and the guys are just looking at you like, all right, we ran out of beer at wrestling. Y'all serve beer at wrestling? No. No. No, no it's for us. Well, why are you buying three thirty packs? Well, we'll probably be back in an hour, but that's just all I carry on the motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, we had some, and that was every Saturday night. Every. Ben, you want to uh, come over here and talk a little bit, real quick? Come on, Ben. Yeah. Then we got Wilbur and Joshua. Well, we got Julie too. We'll yeah. save her for last. I've got to go. Well, oh, then we're going to do you now. We're going to do you now. Hang on a second, Bane. <laughs> Come on, Julie. Second time. i got one more time. <laughs> you're not voted off. You're just in the bottom two. America's going to vote for you next, I promise. You got bumped to semi-main. <laughs> That's a first. Hey, hey, yeah. We should get mustard on the hot dog. Hey. <laughs> Main event, you can get some chili on it. Yeah. Chili. Ketchup. <laughs> you ruin a hot dog with ketchup. Ruin a ketchup. A little bit of don't, cheese. Don't ever go to Chicago. Some chow chow. I love chow chow. Yeah, yeah. So we in the South. So, huh? so we in the South. They, you know, they don't know how to do it right, right? Mm-mm. So now we're with Drew's. Drew's this, wife. I can't say the other this, word. This is Drew Game. That was the name that the wrestling community gave me. Thank you, Dr. Lamar Phillips. He'll Dr. Get that. Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> he looked good. Today. Yeah. He looked healthy. Yeah. Thank That's you. A cold word for fat, ain't it? He yeah. looked healthy. <laughs> ben, you look extra healthy today. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he told me I was sexy, so fuck you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> 
you had to be there for that conversation. Actually, no, uh, I'd be glad you weren't there for that conversation. There's a reason I didn't listen to the podcast, okay? No, this was at the funeral. That's why I told you we take care of the wrestlers. You handle the normal people. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we are the normal people. What are you talking about? Actually, um, no, no, the people that don't have head trauma. What's that? We're still the normal people. <laughs> uh, y'all, I, just, I really just thank everybody for everything because I know... Drew and I had things going on the past, you know, three months or so, but um, he was my best friend, y'all. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better best friend. And um, it's funny, you guys are telling all the stories, and I was there for most of them. So, um, pretty good bit of the later ones, because I always told him when we first got together, I'm like, if you're going to do wrestling, it's a second job. Do it right. You know, he said, well, I'm starting to become one of the veterans of it. And I said, well, then mentor. Mm-hmm. I said, teach the boys, because you're going to be, they're going to be looking up to you to know how to do this. I was like, pass on, pass some, pass some words on to them, boy help them he. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure did. And he did. He hustled that first year. Oh God, two hundred something shows. I can't even. He could tell you right off the top of his head. That was one weekend. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember him getting so disappointed because his record on, on you know, multiple in a weekend was like, like in one day was I think three. And he couldn't get a fourth show. He was offered to do a fourth show and could not get it because of the time zone. Couldn't figure, couldn't work it out, even with nah. the time zone. I remember one time so, he was at UEW and uh, he wrestled Shane. Yeah. And Shane gave him the clothesline and Drew cut the flip in that hard-ass ring and landed on his head. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad. I had come out of the concession stand to see it. And he was like, I'm good. He finishes the match. And he's trying to fucking leave to go to Pikeville maybe because of the time zone. Yeah. And I was like... Um, somebody get Julie on the phone. I can't let him leave. He's not going. He's not riding. You could tell. You could. Gla- eyes were glassed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, he slips out. It was the old UEW building. So he slips out the side and goes out to the gate. And I was like, fuck, we lost him. I think Jennifer got Julie on the phone or somebody got Julie on the phone. And I was like, I don't know where he's at. Two minutes later, I walk back in the dressing room and he's sitting on the futon where I sit, stretched out. And I was like, thought you left. Car wouldn't start. <laughs> and that's when I looked at him. I said, "There is a God. You're yeah. you're not going." I said, "Give me the keys." And when Julie gets here, I'll give her the keys to the car. The the thing y'all don't realize is I, I'm a mama. I, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm a mama. That's just me, Mama Julie. And um, I prayed for that boy so much. And between me and God, I think we probably took care of him that time because <laughs> I couldn't have done it without God for any of this. Right. Um, but and I, I will always, always, always give that glory to God because he got us through a lot of stuff. Um, so talking about faith and things like that, I mean, he was really, we were starting to get back into church over the past year and trying to really get back into that piece of it. And um, so I, I know a lot of his friends are not religious or don't believe in God and that's okay we never ever want to try to push anything on anybody but that's just what we believe mm-hmm. and and he'll tell you um, you know these these stories have been so helpful because it helps us to laugh it helps us to remember him for who he was and the person that he always wanted him to, wanted to be remembered as as somebody that made people happy and made people smile and, and just and, and entertain and wrestling you know had a bad taste in my mouth for wrestling for a little while. I'll admit it. Because there was a lot of things that were wrestling related that kind of drew put before me at time. I'll just say it. I'm just going to be real. So I had a bad taste in my mouth for wrestling for a little while. And um, But at the same time, one thing I told him is I can't let you stop something you love so much. I can't let you do that. 
I'll sit home and just, that's my issue, I'll take it. But I can't let you stop something you love so much. Um, and this podcast, you know, when COVID hit, Rue couldn't do wrestling. This was this was his wrestling. Mm-hmm. This was it. He loves entertaining. And, and that's one thing. He loved getting out I there and, and aggravating the kids and making them laugh. And some of the things he's done to these poor kids, I'm like, just shake, I shake my head at. <laughs> um, we were telling the story, telling stories there. And for some reason, we had a lot of really funny stories out of North Carolina. Uh, those trips to North Carolina were so much fun. Um, we had the one the where the, trips. the Mar- yeah, yeah we've had the ones where Jaden uh, Jaden mentioned the one where um, he went up with us and Carla every day where's he at what's he doing how we doing and I was having to send pictures to her to let her know he was okay and having to make sure that they were getting out of trouble meanwhile Drew's over there trying to uh, send Jaden home with a condom to ask his mom what that is that he got out of the gas station so I mean you know <laughs> That's, you know, that was him. I mean, he, he said, take this to your mom and ask her what this is. You know, and so yeah, that's that's little things like that. And then there was um, another Mount Airy trip where the Waffy Flex was born. Uh, <laughs> I can't stop laughing about that. That's been like I, I got the serious. phone call that night. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing about that. I'm sorry, Shane Daniels. I'm still so, so, so sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll have Shane like, tell you tomorrow, Jason. <laughs> no, Drew told the story. He knows, he, yeah, he got there before Sam. Through. Um, so I mean, there's just so many stories. The, the um, life lessons with Drew Game for most of them, if it was either me or Lexi or Rebecca or one of us filming those, so we got to be there for those. The one Jennifer's talking about where he was pulling out flask after flask. <laughs> that was probably one of my most favorites because we really oh, yeah. did have trouble hiding those flasks behind those pillows. And just the, yeah. the way Ray sold it was. <laughs> it that's was just great. awesome. Yeah, um, those two. I mean, he had a chemistry with everybody, but those two, he had a chemistry yeah. with Ray Fury that I have not ever really seen yeah. uh, much. No. I'll just, I'm going to be honest. I love you guys, but hey, I'm just calling it like it is there. What he had with Ray will never be replicated. It will no. never be and replicated. And I think a lot of it had to do with what Ray had just went through. It, yes. Um, we won't put that out. That's Ray's no, business. that's Ray's business. But <laughs> those that know, know. But um, I Ray confided in, in us uh, at CWU about that. And then that was the perfect person to be on the road with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that was perfect good. for both of them because – um, they could keep each other in check. They and they did, and they <laughs> and, did. And Ray's a brother. He's you know just like the rest of like you guys. And um, I'm really thankful for for those trips because, um, good God, they were so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and Drew really did have um, good times there. Um, I've had other things to say, but guys, I've had a really long weekend, a really long day, and I've got a really long day tomorrow. So. Um, you know, I, I just want to just thank everybody again for this this right here. And I I keep hearing around, like, you know, Drew would love this. Drew's here, y'all. I'm just telling you. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, here. He is. Yeah. He's in every bit of this. Every every one of these little quirks that I've been seeing, every little thing around. I've been around here watching. I've been quiet, but I've been watching. He's well, here. this is for me. Yeah, he's here. He's here. And he's... he'll always be here. We'll, we'll never let his memory go. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Like I told yeah. you when I talked to you the other day, he's... He's my oldest friend in the wrestling business, and we were friends before, and it's hard to believe he's gone, Uh, but I know, and you guys know as well, that he would not want us moping around and being sad. He Mm -hmm. would rather us remember these good times and 
make sure he's grateful that we got to know grateful. him and he was and in our lives. Make sure his wife and kids are taken care of and his yeah, mother. I can hear him right now. What the hell is wrong with you guys? What are you crying about? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm in a better place. He, or he'd he be is. joking. He he really is. Yeah. He's at peace, and that's he what's is. given us peace. And the thing is, is like I've told them, he's got jokes, y'all. I mean, and even he's gone, but he's got jokes. This whole weekend has been like, yeah, he's got jokes. We had a damn great exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and then tomorrow, at that grave what should be piss pouring rain tomorrow when we have to carry well, him one you know, last time? Well, no, I'm <laughs> telling you, while we were digging, I'm looking. I think I looked at you. I said he's about to jump out from behind one of yeah, these trees and say, "I got y'all, motherfuckers." Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know something. There is another tropical storm buzzing around in the Gulf, but going back to the rain thing. Because typically when you dig a grave, you don't dig it until the day of the funeral. Right. Because if it rains, the rain in the mud will, will oh, that's make be the fun cast. If it so does. just so <laughs> you know, there is a tropical storm, or it might be a hurricane by now, in, in the Gulf. motherfucker. I, so, I think it has been upgraded to a hurricane now. It may be. I haven't no, checked the weather in a while. I'm going to take some mud no, boots or something. No, you know, not just, at all. I don't know if it's going to hit tomorrow, but if it did, it would not surprise me. I always laugh so hard. It's not supposed to hit till Friday. Good. Okay. Good. Watch, no, it, he's watch just, it hit tomorrow. Yeah, he's, it's going to hit tomorrow. Saying, hey, yeah, it's hey, hit God, tomorrow. hey, God. Hey, God. Hey, God. I need one more favor. Look. Can you just do this one for me? Well, and I'll be, I'll be you good You know how here, the promise. old weathermen, they used to put like the picture of the cloud blowing the wind? Yeah. That's going to be Drew. <gasps> <laughs> you trying to blow it up for Oh, shit, I went too far. <laughs> um, Julie and I talked earlier, too, and everybody knows how much the AIWF World Cruiserweight title meant to Drew. Mm -hmm. um, he worked hard for my belt, yes. That's Julie's belt. <laughs> So what I want to do, and if any of you guys feel like pitching in, that's great. But when she's ready, I want to take the belt. I want to have it replayed, it new leather put on it, and a custom argyle backing for her. I think that. Would, I yeah. think that would be great. That's making me start to tear up. Yeah. <laughs> we can cry here. This is a crying zone. Right. Yeah. That's right. And yes, sibling. <laughs> I made her a promise. She wants to still train. She's got to finish high school first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After you finish high school, we'll make sure you're trained and you're trained right. Yeah. If mm -hmm. we're so all still. be somebody besides Ben Thrasher. I'm right. not training. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you the perfect person to train her, Shane Daniels. Yeah. You'll be sitting back like, you did that wrong. <laughs> I can critique, but I'm not a hands-on trainer. <laughs> I had to learn on my own, so I don't, yeah. I don't know how to tell you. But you'll, you'll, between everybody here, we'll make sure you get trained. Yeah, and get and, trained properly. And y'all will take care of my girl. We will yes. take care of you. Because you're going to have me to deal with if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Julie meant that as a threat, not a... <laughs> uh, we took it as a threat, trust me. But we're honestly thinking about starting a show back up. Um, we may have a couple of business partners. Um, so if that happens, when you graduate, you will have a place to go. Mm -hmm. If we don't start a show, I will help you find a good place to go that I know they will take care of you. Mm -hmm. You got to get through school. You got to keep doing good. You got to be good to Julie because she's going to need you. You're going to need her through the week. Yeah. <laughs> Which that made us happier than anything we've heard this week that you get to stay a lady. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, we were all out here just like this Friday when we found out. Jennifer come running out. She's like, oh, my God, I've got the best news. Uh, Rebecca gets to stay. And that is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I was, I would fight kids. to stay there. 
We love all y'all. So y'all are part of this family. Because then I'd get to torture Abigail and Emily. <laughs> That's gonna be sad. In band. Yeah, but I still love you. Rebecca will be a senior when they're freshmen. Oh, oh nice. Wow. That's gonna be fun. Wow. I'm gonna have so much fun. Oh yeah. And, wow. and I'll get I'll get to know Mr. Stickler really well. So I'll be. A... Is that the one that came today? Yeah. That was yeah. nice of him. He. Yeah, like my principal came today. He came today. And that one over there, make sure she has your phone number because she's been a wreck this week. She does. Okay, because she, first thing she asked me when I told him was, how's Rebecca? No offense. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's the one. But she's, she's like, how's she's Rebecca? Julia asked about you. Yeah. And then, then they both asked about you, but they were concerned about how you were doing. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, make sure all of us have your number. Okay. I'll give it to Jennifer. I was in too much shock to ask about anybody. Yeah. Enjoy high school. I will. Because it is the best four years of your life. I will. Enjoy it. I mean, freshman year sucks, but after that, you well, No, I've, I've already, I've already got some. a few years, Kenzie. You'll change your mind. <laughs> I've already got people to take after me to the After high school Zolis. football was over for me, fuck high school. Yeah. Not everybody was an athletic stars. I'm in band, so I'm pretty much an athletic star. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna get out of here. All right, we love you, Julie. We love you, kids. Bye. Thank you, Rebecca, AJ. Thank y'all for coming. Oh no, we're me and AJ are staying. Okay. You are giving getting rid of that. Okay, we gotta count. Y'all can sleep on this one. Good. Come on, before you get voted off again. Amber said you can't get back in. Love you. Where are we all going to take us home? Or a walk? Either one. All right, now, sorry, we were all saying bye and we love Julie. And uh, if anybody listens to this podcast and says this motherfucker's long, fuck you. Yeah, we'll go all night if we have to. I'm off work tomorrow. I'll record this bitch till the funeral. Y'all gonna have to rewind it 30 times to understand what I'm saying. She go to bed. Y'all gotta understand the baby. Go I'll already. be there. <laughs> All right, so Bane, Matt told us some stories that. Oh, jeez, I don't know. About Drew Game stories, actually come to watch your backyard show. Oh yeah, man. Well, he said y'all were like thinking that fucking Hulk Hogan had just showed up. You you rushed back and like, oh shit, Drew's here. Got to rework the car. We got to give him something good. Dude, Drew, Drew, he was one of our idols, dude. Right out of GXW and the UEW, dude. Any time that we went to these shows and we knew Drew was going to be there, dude, we were so excited because we knew that he was going to put on a show. I mean, Jesus Christ, he came off the uh, UEW uh, whenever it was in the Easter East, came off the top. You know? Yeah, People, come off the building and didn't break the dude. table because that thing was damn solidified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that motherfucker hit that table so hard he bounced back on the roof. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, that's where... You couldn't break them UEW tables. Me and Freddie tried to break <laughs> the one inside. God damn. That whooped us. Well, I mean, he's so charismatic. What's that? I mean, Me and Freddie tried to break the announce table at UEW. He's yeah. a beast, dude. I mean... That was this match. <laughs> but... Oh, Drew, man... He's just a highlight of every show, really, really. I mean, really and truly. Especially when we was growing up, dude. I mean, that was it. Dude. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's going to a show and you're seeing Drew's name on it, you're going to get your money's worth, regardless. I don't give a dang. But, man, we found out he, uh, man, he was going to come to our daggum wrestling show. We freaked out, dude. I mean, of course, we had a couple people coming. But when Drew showed up, 
That's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> we can jump off everything we got in the daggum backyard and hit whatever we can hit. We're gonna we're gonna make a scene for him. Cause I mean, that, that was who we looked at, looked at when we were growing up. You know, when, as in indie wrestling around our area. He was he was young. He was spunky. I mean, he, I think he was just like four years older than you and Matt. Yeah, we uh, two thousand one. It wasn't he much because was, he's he two been years 40, old. He would have been 40 next month. Yeah, we're uh, 35. Yeah, March. so five years apart. Yeah. See, Drew was like that at every show he went to. He would be there and everybody would try to step up because they knew Drew was going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. All the way back to flaming fucking elbows and shit with him and Rocky. Yeah. For five people. Yeah. And no money. And no drinks, no hot dogs. You didn't get shit there. No we had to actually steal them. We had the lynch mob and the Saudi boys out there. That's, that's all. That's it. And they didn't come to watch anybody but us. They didn't give a shit about anybody except you and Drew and Farley and me and hell, whoever my partner was that week. I remember who had the yeah. Who was in that match with the daggum? Uh, what was it? The hood. Somebody brought a daggum hood, a car hood, and everything like that. That was Drew, Drew and Larry, yeah, Larry yeah. Popper, uh, yeah. in that match. I, I was managing, I, well, Which I was his partner, and back there, if you was a partner with somebody, they forced you to go out to Yeah, the, you had to be, yeah. even though we didn't have our manager's license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always went the extra mile, though, put, it, put a little extra oomph into his he matches, did. dude. There will, there will never be another one of him. I no. promise you that, dude. No. I'm just, I mean, I got that call the other morning because I, I read their statuses and I was like, man, I was like, who could it be thinking? You know, who could it be? And then Matt called me. And I was like, are you serious, dude? The first thing I thought about was the color pink. And I apologize for that. Like, color it pink. was. I just think about all his, it his was, leather pants and all his daggum crazy stuff yeah, we, he used to do. I, we tried to get a hold of everybody before they seen on the internet, but yeah. honestly, man, when something like this happens and you're put in that position, you don't realize how many fucking people you got to get a hold of. Like, I thought I covered all the bases, and then um, I get to work and I get a call from Matt, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to get mad. And then I forgot uh, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that you had to find out that way. Well, I mean, no one's brain operates. No, trust me. No. Um, Jason had called and I missed the call, and Jennifer called and I missed it, and I called her back, and she's she tells me, and my first question is, how are Julie and the kids? And she tells me that they're dealing with it as best they can. I was like, all right, I love y'all, and I hang up, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my phone, and I see where Jason had called. And I was like, all right, well, let me, let me check on him. So I called Jason. And this is the whole conversation. We're on the phone for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, how are you? Numb. How are you? Numb. And we sit there in silence. Yeah. And I was like, try to get some sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. Love you. And I didn't go back to sleep. He didn't yeah. go back to sleep. Um, no, see, that's the bad thing. I did. You did? I dozed off like right before my alarm went off. Well, I, I fell asleep at like 520. But my alarm goes off at 4.30 every morning. Good Lord. And I know, like, right before my alarm went off, I must have fell asleep. Because I remember waking up, rolling over, and turning my alarm off. I'm like, okay, it was all a good. Dream. It was all a fucking dream. And then I go back, and I look, and I see where I'd called you, and you had called me back. I'm like, fuck, it wasn't a dream. Mm-hmm. 
that was the worst part was having to like relive it over again that next morning thinking okay it wasn't real and then you see it was and you're just like god damn it yeah it's just it's unreal it's something you just well it's like i told jason and them yesterday um i just wanted to hear his voice I just I had to hear him, so I put the podcast on yeah. and I listened to it. And he says something in there. I'm not even going to say what he says. If you listen to it, you'll hear it. But there's yeah. just something he says, and it's so earth shattering and gut wrenching that it's literally like I got kicked in the stomach by a horse. Like my stomach dropped to my feet. And I know he's in a better place, and I know that we're supposed to celebrate life and. Um, You people mourn different ways, and the comfort I've had with that was something Seven told me, and it's what I told Crunk a minute ago. Um, mourn the way you know how. Don't let anybody tell you how to mourn. So, mine has been to so many different levels. Like, um, I'd laugh at the happy times. I'd laugh at the stupid shit we did. Then I'd be pissed off that God took you from me, and that's all. That's okay. Yeah. Um, every bit of that is okay. That's that's how you got to cope with it. But um, did you ever wrestle during a singles match? Uh, actually, a couple, several times. Actually, did you? Yeah, I enjoyed working with him. He was it's easy, always, and it was easy, easy, very smooth, easy. smooth. Did you always get the we'll walk and talk, baby? We'll walk and talk. Yeah, yeah. Call a finish and call a start. That's all you needed. We'll yep. walk and talk. I enjoyed him, dude. He was fun. Great guy. I said there'd be another one, not gonna be another one of them, not even quite like him. Okay. Huh? True game, brother. We love you, buddy. Yeah, we love you, brother. Wilbur. Well, hang on. Wilbur's over there. We'll get Jennifer over here and come here, babe. I'm right here, hon. I know, sweetie. Thank you, Bang Bang. Uh-huh. Thank you, buddy. Uh-huh. Love you. Love you. Mama. It's not your turn. What's your turn? You don't have the talking stick. <laughs> what? Nope, nope. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Eh. We're not. Y'all are confusing me. What is it, dude? Oh, He's in the pool. Go look. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk much. We're very mean to the children here. If, if you can already tell. It's all over. Nobody pulled you. All right, team. everybody. I mean, they are ours. This is, go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself. I'm Jennifer Brown. I'm Jason's wifey. My side chick. Ben's side piece. My wifey, too. Will's wife. My mama. Anybody else? She's my mama. Dad's side chick. Some mamas. <laughs> my birth mother, but like. She's my mama. If she yes. was a dinosaur, she would be a breastosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I have cleavage for Drew Game. Tonight. He's looking always, at it right now. He's like right there. He always loved my war tank tops. So I have If tank the wind tops. blows, we know he's really right there. <laughs> he, used, he used to always try to hit you with like a hit. You're like. Yep. He threw stuff down my shirt all the time. All the time. <laughs> throw me in the pool that we're looking at or try to throw me in the pool. I still like when he'd say hi to you and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on a serious note, um, most of the viewers know that we had COVID back in July, and oh, listeners, viewers are here. 
Viewers are there, <laughs> listeners. Anyways, <laughs> hi, peoples. Um, we had COVID back in July, and it kind of put me in a situation that um, I never thought I would be in. I mean, I struggle with anxiety for the past three years, pretty much since we fought for custody of Davy, but he's all, it's my nephew, but you hear him call me mom. Um, I'm about the closest thing he's ever had to one. So, But anyways, after battling through anxiety um, and then getting COVID, my life kind of went for a whirlwind, and I was in a spot I never thought I would be in. I, I wasn't depressed. I was more scared. Um, I feared. I just always I lived in fear. I always thought something was going to happen to me. Uh, my brain didn't quite let me have any power over it. It was just always letting me. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to be serious, and you got Ben Thrasher here. He is giving me a massage, and it's like it's so awesome. But when you talk, everybody shuts up. I'm sorry. Shush. Shush. The boss lady's talking. Um, but anyways, after getting COVID, things got pretty bad. Um, I stayed in the bed for days at a time because I was just scared. And the last, one of the last positive things I remember Drew saying to me, and not that he said negative, but he was always a jokester, but he came over one day and I, I was up on the couch and I wasn't in the bed. And he just sat on the edge of our couch and he was like, you're not in the bed. I'm really proud of you. And I was really proud of myself, but to hear it from someone on the outside was a really big deal. And, um, I mean, of course, I, I had to start medication, which is fine. And anyone out there who needs it, don't give a shit what anybody says. Medication changed my life. Um, and I'm very thankful. I'm still struggling with some breakthrough anxiety here and there, but it's much more manageable than it's ever been in the past three years. Um, but Drew did. He reached out. He checked on me. I reached out. I checked on him. You know, there was something said that Drew didn't have anybody, but he really and truly had more than he ever thought. Yeah, and to the person knew. that said that, fuck you. Uh, there's something on fire. Um, Almost. No. I took care of it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to let your house Down here, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, there's but, another one, Kenzie. Um, I love him dearly. I'm going to miss him like crazy, but I'm going to help raise his children if I can and do anything to keep that Drew, na Drew game name going. This podcast, I'm cooking these guys dinner on Tuesdays, anything and everything. Because I think that's the reason why Drew liked the podcast. <laughs> you always fed. And them little lemon cases. Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to join the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Open door anytime, brother. Um, but I don't want to take these guys' time. I just wanted to. I've got to get to bed. I have to work. Can in the you get morning. a piercing? <laughs> How do you know I don't? That's oh, all we're missing. That I know. They were magnetic. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. Is that one time we got stuck together? <laughs> I know her. These men. I'm going to bed, honey. All right, love you, honey. I'll be Speaking there of getting stuck together with other men, Will, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Bad segue. <laughs> Lamar said I'm sexy, so fuck off. Yeah. Lamar will fuck somebody with one leg in a glass eye. Still. Super early. Um, you need to make sure that they get to Julie's house. They're not walking in the dark. So Wilbur, you have got to know Drew 
over the last few years by being what we call our super fan. And then we adopted you into this <laughs> weird, fucked up, dysfunctional, overly loving family that we have. And I wouldn't have Which is exactly how I described it to my girlfriend when she came to the funeral home tonight and totally surprised me. Um, I was like, so this <laughs> is my family. We are dysfunctional. At times we can't stand each other. But when push comes to shove, nobody has your back like the wrestling community. Yep. So when was the first time you met Drew? Because he wasn't wrestling at Empire when you were going there, correct? This part we No, when Drew, when he came and started at Empire, Drew only came there a couple of times. I, I think Drew went, came a couple of times when I was there. Okay. But I didn't get to know him until probably UEW. Was it UEW? Because you didn't come to TWE, right? No. Okay. Because UEW is where I... I mean, you I started met, splitting your time between. Yeah. Yeah. I would Empire UEW alternate then. Because the time Empire was only running bi-weekly. Yeah. And then I got more into helping Us, with UEW. Right. And, Which we're forever grateful for that. It takes a village. It does. It's, it's not an easy job. You know, I've told Jason and Jennifer numerous times, like, I never thought going to a wrestling show that I would find family. Oh, I can tell you from experience, none of us here thought we would either. Like, no. like, and Rocky, a second generation, grew up in the business. Um, other than Danny, does your, guy, your dad have any? Yeah. Rick, uh, I mean, there's Ricky Great. Guys, he, well, he went to high school with them and right. knew them before, and so they all got in together, but. But, I mean, Other just guys he met solely through the business. Yeah, uh, Danny's family. It's right, everybody, Rex, right. Buddy, all of those. those so, it's one of those, like we've always said, if you can leave this business with five friends and not not acquaintances, friends, then you left a mark on the business. And that motherfucker drew. The hell you saw tonight. God, he left a mark. And I promise you, there were some that <laughs> come in there off. that Drew knew in passing. Mm -hmm. But where we were at in the breezeways out there talking at the front, that was family. Mm -hmm. And that's my family. And that's family from Gene's generation. You know, Gene and Danny were there and David Young's from that generation and David and Woody and um, Tank was there. Tank and then you got Rocky, me. Rush, Drew Delight. Uh, who else was there? From he, really, he really, he really spanned three Dan. different generations. Andy. He did. He and did. Dan Wilson. You know, Dan Wilson. Fact, he found Dan Wilson. He did. He pulled Dan Wilson out of the crowd, and made him our manager. Yeah. And, and you know, um, Drew's talent. And, and, and to that extent, if yeah. you if you'll remember, he got Dan in that night. Second fart on the podcast. Right. <laughs> Drew, would, Drew would be happy. You need some oopsie poopsie spray so I can call you a bitch. And Drew can come and go. It smells like oranges. You fucking bitch. <laughs> shit is supposed to smell like shit. But like we were saying, he got Dan in that night. But if you'll remember, a few weeks later, Dan was like, "These guys want to train." So between me, you, and uh, Drew. We get them in with Woody at TWA. So, in a sense, Drew is partially responsible for Dan Wilson. He's, he's solely responsible for Dan, Dan Wilson. Yeah. Uh, partially responsible for Ace Rockwell, Sean Tempers, 
those are the two that stood out of the group. But you also had Chit Martinez, who was a hell of a wrestler. Muji. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muji. Beef Jerky and George. The name of Muji Bear. A Muji Bear. Uh, oh. A lot of those guys that, you know, did good shit. I, Miller. Uh, Crazy Francis or Crazy Rufus Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those came from that group Mr. because, um, like, we. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Rex and all them. But, and that was because, like, again, like the deal with Crunk, Rocky, Drew, and I were standing outside GXW when they pull up in Dan's car. And Dan had a fucking Ford Focus at the time. And they pile out like they're fucking clowns. It was literally they're dressed in their backyard gimmick, so it looked like a bunch of clowns. And there was probably ten of them at that time. Oh, yeah, there was more that, There was more that didn't. That yeah, did train that did that train and didn't make it. Like Massey's brother, yeah, he, was he was good. He, he was, was good, good he was but small. he didn't. He didn't go through with it like Josh did. But we're standing back there, and they come out, and I'm, when I say full gimmick, like they've got belts and like their gear and everything. And I actually went and worked Dan at one of those shows. Hey, let's better run than GXW was. Um. But much like that was like all the old timers at GXW, Gene and Danny and Jack Diamond and whatever the fuck his partner's name was, were like, these motherfuckers are here to fucking try to take our thunder. We're like, we're going to have fun with these guys. So I remember it was me and probably Piper against Drew and Rocky that night, and we decided we're going to do some stupid shit. And we did. And they ate it out of And the Lynches were there, too. So... By the, by the time we come out for our match, the Lynches have done migrated over to this side with the Saudi boys. So now we've got 13 or 14 people cheering us on, and it's probably the biggest crowd they'd had at that time. But after the show was over, um, Rocky and Drew couldn't go out and talk to them at that time because it was after the show was over, so I go out and talk to them. And if you'll remember, Rocky, we become fast friends with them to the fact that I think the following Sunday they come to my house and started watching pay-per-views with us. Uh, we would do that every Sunday, but... He never met a stranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Um, never. And if he did, that lasted until he said, "Hi, my name's Drew." <laughs> and yeah. then, which is you ever of, seen a pierced dick? Kind of funny. <laughs> <to see it. laughs> our, our intro music was the. Uh, it's one of the damn Slim Shady songs. Yeah. The hi, my name is Chicken and Channel, Slim yeah. Shady. That was it for a couple of weeks, yeah. and we went to Ragdoll, and then we kept changing. Yeah, we changed and changed music like we changed the underwear back then. <laughs> Nobody knew it was always different fans there. Nobody ever came back to GXW. <laughs> except the Saudi boys and the Lynches. <laughs> Dream Cream and GXW was the Lynches weekend. But, that was um, my weekend, too, when I was wrestling yeah. there. <laughs> so you met him basically through UEW, mm-hmm. but you didn't really get close to him until you started hanging out here. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Which, and, like I said, because originally I wasn't going to be here tonight but my plans changed and things came up and um so I left a message on the thing and it's like I said like I knew Drew Game through wrestling but I'm honored to have known Andrew you know he He's special. In more ways than one. <laughs> In more ways than one, but he had a heart of gold. He did. And 
you know, the liver of gold schlager. <laughs> <laughs> like it was pickled. <laughs> like yeah, you can't get cirrhosis when it's already pickled. He preserved his liver. Like everybody, his go-to. My liver enzymes were good on my last checkup, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody that's involved with the podcast, you know. All 30 of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all have our demons that we fight. We all have our past. But Drew always looked past that. He wanted to get to know you on a deeper level than anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. He cared about you as a person. And, you know, it's like I said, it's like Drew taught us to be better. Better men, better fathers, better people in general. Like, his kids were his world. Hell, y'all are our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, Jason, Jennifer, Josh, all of y'all, like, I'm not a father, but I look at y'all as, like, yeah. as mine. Yes, yeah. you are. You know you gay stepdaddy I'm, to all these kids. <laughs> yes, but... Yeah. I haven't... I haven't found the words at all this week to try and... Even... I don't know. Like, I can't process this. Yeah, it's... Like, you know, we were talking to him two hours... Two and a half right. hours before. before. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem real. And, you know, like you said, there were people there that he met in passing, but I guarantee you he left a mark some way. If they, yeah. he didn't, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. Like, every person you there. Don't I mean, there's know. people that I've not seen in 15 years. Yeah. Um, some maybe longer. I've not seen James Oliver since we were at GXW, and that was. I mean, that was in the 90s, Rocky. We're old. <laughs> Early 2000. Because we started UEW 2001. We started it before then. No, 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 we started going. No, I was no, like, me and Drew was Friday, the first. Me right. and Drew was the main event for the first show. Yeah. Um, me, so, and, well, me and Lee were against Farley and Drew. We tore the damn building down. And that's Literally. one thing. Uh, you had went to the bathroom when I said this. Uh, take great the comfort. Pool. Huh? The pool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but knowing that Farley is there with him, uh, and, his, and of course his grandparents and his Kenny, great grand, and Kenny, Kenny, and but Farley's waiting on him. Like, yeah, yeah. Kenny would have said, "See all this food? I ain't leaving this motherfucker. Tell him to come see me." <laughs> Farley met him at the gates. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, waiting on him. Kenny, Kenny would have too. Kenny would have been there. Yeah, Kenny respected Drew. And loved Kenny Drew loved Drew, and, Drew uh, which. It always got me when Drew would post it was uh, right before Kenny had passed. He sent Drew a message. And it, it may yeah. be it may be on his picture roll, not just in his uh, memories, but uh, Kenny had seen him wrestling on that great American TV, uh, that bitch-ass Troy Lowe. That's a grudge I will hold. Uh, no, I won't. Fuck it. It's over. I got my money. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but he'd seen him working on a show out of Knoxville and told him that uh, he looked good. And I don't remember the exact words, but, uh, you know, you're really good at what you do. You get it, kid. And uh, he posted this, like, two days before he passed. And uh, I know that meant the world to Drew. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny at the Hall of Fame, you were there. I know through that night he told me 30 times how proud and honored he was to be in the UEW Hall of Fame. It's not a fucking Hall of Fame. We don't have a building. But the fact that I thought enough to honor Kenny and have him a plaque made and set all that stuff up, he, he thought the world of that. And like Kim told me that, that he went home and that, that went right on top of every other Hall of Fame. Like He had them in an in a even row and he put that one right on top. That, that meant that much to him. And... Um, so I know Kenny being there with him means a lot to Drew. Yeah. You know, when you guys did the Kenny's tournament right. thing, that was the last night I had actually anything at all to do with wrestling. Really? And, uh, yeah, it, my last matches was at FarleyCon when we, you know, honoring Farley. We did the family thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. And um, we got, brought Bishop out. Yeah, we brought yeah. Bishop out, let, let him win wear the, Farley's gear. Yeah, let him win the... The Battle Royal. The Farley Cup. Um, that was such good stuff. That whole show was perfect. It, it really Except was. for Shane falling to the stage. <laughs> well, <laughs> That was kind of perfect, too. Yeah. But, well, yeah, like we said. <laughs> but the Kenny thing, I, I just showed up. I, I, as part of Far, as FarleyCon, I'd sponsored the Kenny's, Kenny's Kids. Thing. Right. So I was showing up just get my T-shirt. Right. And first thing is Drew met me in, you know, in the back, and he's like, hey, you're managing me tonight. No, I'm not. I, and I'm in... I, if I'm managing, I've got to look the part. Right. You know, here I am. I mean, you just showed up in some jeans yeah, and a t-shirt. Yeah, jeans and t-shirt. He's, put your Kenny Kid shirt on and come on. You're managing me in minutes when it's tournament. So, he, he had a way of talking me into doing things. So, I, I did it. Uh, and that was the last last thing I've done. He we had a way of talking a lot of people before you got there to put me with Menace and you and Drew together. Ooh, yeah. That, that would have been, I might would have done that. He did try to take me into a show somewhere up in Tennessee recently, and it just didn't work out. I wish uh, we would have pushed more for it than knowing that you would have done it, because it yeah. would have been easy. Like, Menace and Drew would have done all the wrestling. Yeah. We'd have got the hot tag, and I'd have bumped you one time. No, maybe I'd have <laughs> done one. But, yeah, I would have loved to have had that one one more chance to team up with him yeah. and to have that one more. But he uh, I about screwed that whole show up, though, because – Drew told me, he said, hey, we're going five. To me, you say we're going five, you're going five minutes, right? No, they were going five seconds. And, <laughs> I remember this. And I was supposed to throw the belt to, I think it was uh, John Arden or right. something, to make him look like he hit Drew or something. So Drew takes the bump. John or John hit him. Drew fell down. He pinned him. Uh, and I'm working the crowd with holding this damn belt, and I'm supposed to throw it in. I'm here, Drew holler, Rocky, throw the belt. I don't even say, wait a minute, you said five. He said, no, five seconds, throw it. <laughs> now, we're having this conversation in the ring while the referee's looking at us, and he's already counted the pin. So, in front of everybody. The referee. Was it this dumbass? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I throw the belt in to, to John. He catches it in front of the ref after the match, after the pin, and he disqualifies him. And... I thought, you know, we couldn't have all them fake gardens in the tournament. Well, he knew what the finish was supposed to be. That's why he was looking for the belt. <laughs> I no, mean, it is Josh, five, and he's kind of you know, dumb. Yeah, five, five minutes. Five minutes yeah. And the reason, because we tried to do it a two-night tournament, uh, but uh, French was like, how we can get it done in one night? I was like, brother, you got like 30, 32 teams. This goddamn Crockett Cup we're booking here. We can't get this done in one night. So Drew was like, we'll go five seconds. Yeah, well, he never he let the seconds part off when he told me to throw the belt in. So you I had know, my back completely turned. That's probably he probably did it on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What was that? My 
Ooh, shake it, Laffy Taffy. <laughs> Banana. Laffy <laughs> Taffy girl. You know, one of the things I've struggled with all week when you're talking about finding the words is, you know, Julie asked me if I would say something tomorrow, and it's trying to find what am I going to say. You know, because I can, I can talk about Drew Game the wrestler and our career and, you know, teaming up and things. I can do that all day long, but I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like more personal. I need, it needs to be more personal. It needs to be more about him. Have than, you thought about what you're doing? Because I ain't got a clue. She asked me. And at first I asked her, I was like, in front of everybody? Yeah, that was my, and she told me she said, the preacher will be there and family will be there. She and said, yeah, and I was like, okay, there goes half my stories. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, no, seriously, I said, just the, the fact that you wouldn't ask me that, I'm, I'm honored. I said, uh, I will, and ever since she's asked me that, and I think, what is today? Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. She asked me Sunday. It's almost Wednesday. It's almost Wednesday. So I've, I've been thinking since she asked me that, what I would say. And I've literally sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and nothing. So what I've decided I'm going to do, and it's probably something you never thought you'd hear me say, I'm going to pray about it. And when I get up there tomorrow, whatever's on my heart is what's coming out. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to. Um, if it offends anybody, I'll apologize. But I'm speaking from the heart about my friend. Don't apologize because that's what Drew would want. And uh, Shane did, did tell me that if I can't do it, that he will come up there with me and get me through it. So. I feel like Drew is going to give you guys the words when it comes time for it. That might be dangerous. <laughs> that's what, that, that was my thought when y'all were talking about it. It's like, you know, ask Drew. <coughs> You know, the yeah. other day, Julie. I said that could be dangerous. Julie made a post on on Man. Facebook about their situation, and uh, it was Thursday, and uh, I was reading it to, to my Jennifer, and I told her, I said, you know, just to mess with her, I want to put put on there. So is it too soon to hit on you? Um, and I, I told her about it because uh, the other day, it, she's she's laughing. She's like, yeah, Drew thought that was hilarious, but we. Uh, while I was on the phone with her talking about the everything, um, we kept losing signal. And so I, we'd have to hang up and call her back and we'd signal be great. We'd both be standing still and we'd lose signal. Right. And after about the third time, I was like, look, Drew knows I'm talking to you. He's up here messing with this <laughs> cell phone signal right now. So we'll just talk later. Kenzie, do you have something you want to say? Uh, you got yeah. to come over here. Yeah, you'll have to come Even over here. Even though you're your mama's child, your voice ain't gonna carry that far. Um, Her mama's might have. So. Yeah, bitch from hell. Drew's been been in my life since I was, what, pretty much a baby? Before you was born? Before, yeah, yeah. Before that. Born. I'm pretty sure you told me he was at the hospital when I was born. He um, was. But. So was Chuck looking in the window. I'm trying not to do this without getting emotional. Get emotional. Like, get emotional. It's okay, kid. Girl. So. I work at Smoothie King. And uh, Drew came in one day, just out of the blue. And um, I, I started making a smoothie. And it was like the third or fourth day I like worked there. And this is my first job, so I was struggling. Um, I messed up the smoothie like three or four times. You know, he, ne he didn't get mad or anything. Uh, I finally got it right. And... He asked me if I could walk around behind the counter. So I did.
you know, Drew's just there to get a smoothie. He, he doesn't have to stay longer. He doesn't have to say anything else. But <laughs> he took extra time out of his day to sit there and tell me how proud he was of me for not giving up and for doing my best. And that it was proud that I got my first job and that it, it, he could tell it was something I liked doing. And, and he told me it was a good job for me because I'm such a people's person. And just him sitting there telling me how proud he was of me and that he loved me when he didn't have to really impacted me. And it stuck with me since. And that's something I always remember. Because I swear I messed up his movie like at least six times. And he was fine with it. So, I mean, that's pretty much just a little story I had of him. I thought it was it was a really cool impact that he had. Because he just came in to get his smoothie. He didn't have to take an extra, like, we'll say three minutes to sit there and, and talk to me. And have a conversation with me. But he did, and, and that's the kind of and the kind of man that Drew was. He he always trying to make sure everybody was happy, and that he knew that he was proud, or that they knew that he was proud of them, and all and stuff like that. So that's pretty much all I wanted to say. And he did do that because he loves you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And we, that's we the one thing. Comment that his kids are my kids, and my kids are his kids, and. We believe that with every father, same way with Rocky, same way with Josh, or then Josh and Jason, and, and Bane and Matt and Joey. Those those kids are our kids. That's that's mm -hmm. our family. Um, Brandon's kids are my kids. Like when you when you're in this big family, it's gonna keep growing, and you can't just stop caring. Like you gotta keep caring. And, um, things like that with Drew shows you what kind of a man he is like the thing with Crump like everything he was going through Drew still reached out to him it's just incredible well, and it's like I know he hadn't played the messages yet but one of the messages on here or we've played them in the podcast world but we haven't played them for everybody sitting here right. yet uh, Matt Hankins the message he sent in that's one of the things he uh, said said when Drew called you brother he meant it and we actually covered that on the podcast. Brother is a term that has loosely been used in the wrestling business. It's that, and honestly, it's because we're fucking forgetful and we don't remember people's names. And that and... Hulk so Hogan, you, brother, brother. So you don't fuck up and call the work name or the shoot name when it's supposed to be the work name. But um, Drew and I spent a lot of time with Jimmy Rave. And Jimmy kind of made you realize, he goes... Some of these guys are your brothers. Some of these guys will go to war for you. Some of these guys will die for you. But 90% of them won't. Mm -hmm. He goes, so if I call you brother, that means I love you. So that's always been my mindset on it. If, if I call you brother, I know that I can call you at 3 o'clock in the morning if I need something. And they'll be there. And like I said, there's there's probably 10. And it's, uh, it's you. It's Jason. Josh, um, it's Will, it's Rocky, it's the Collins brothers, it's Shane, Brad, and the Lynch boys. Other than that, I consider you and Tyler Gasway. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we're acquaintances, we're friends. 
but I know that any of those guys I just named off, if I needed anything, and any of you guys had the ability to help me get what I needed or had it, that it's there. And I hope you guys all know the same thing for me, that if you guys ever needed anything, it's it's there. So, oh, yeah. Um, Joshua? Somebody on the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> I have a story. Let's put it record. Either way. Hello, people. Hey, Ben, hand it to Will. Yeah. Let the young man handle technology. Yeah, before my time at that boy. My so. phone, you had to go bring, bring, bring. Oh, shit, I messed up. Oh, I hated that shit. Yeah, so, Everybody uh, around here is like, what the fuck are they talking no, about? It was hell to make a prank call. Shit, the Lakers won. (laughs) (laughs) I got money on that series. I don't care. I like the heat. So I first met Drew. I first met Drew at, uh, I believe it was TWA. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If you fucking fart on me. (laughs) This actually goes with the story. It actually works great. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was involved with my ref test when I was training to be a referee. So, of course, if you've heard the podcast, it ends up with my finger in Ben's ass. I'm sure Drew, I believe Drew was involved in all of that. Want to do it again? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guarantee Drew was involved in that. If it's Ben's ass, Drew's involved. <laughs> not not that way. but that, <laughs> Bring back old jokes, huh? Hey, you know who my uh, ref test was? His dad's old saggy nuts. <laughs> but I know sold it. I felt it, and I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first reach and tug the gene it had in 20 years. But I had a really good experience one day. With my finger, with, your finger with, on my butt? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably more for you, Ben. <laughs> I mean, I do like finger in the butt. Shout out Tyler Sutton. What the hell? Well, you're learning all kinds of things about your daddy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Love re- you too, uh. <laughs> I had a really good experience with Andrew. This was a couple months ago. He had picked me up to uh, take me to uh, the school right over here to get orientation stuff set up for Davey. And after we had gotten done, he pulled me in. He, we pulled into the driveway. Yeah. We pulled into the driveway, and he was getting ready to drop me off, and we just... We sat in the car for, it was probably about, I want to say 20, 25 minutes. And he just looked at me, he's like, you know you're a good dad, right? And he's like, I know you've had the support of Jason and Jennifer, but I see how much you love Davey. I know you're trying hard. And I just, I just want you to know you're doing a good job. And he, he was talking about, you know, the, what he's been dealing with, what he'd been dealing with. He accepted all of his demons. He accepted all of his faults. But he was just in such a good place. He talked about Rebecca. He talked about how he was so excited of doing all this stuff with her, with band, and getting through the rest of her school year. And he's like, from one dad to another, you're, you're doing a good job. And just to have that experience with him as as Andrew, it it truly was... He always talked about being kind, and that was the kindest moment. He didn't, he didn't have to say that. He could have just dropped me off, like, all right, man, I love you, brother. See you later. But he just took the time to just have that, that brief moment with me, and it, it meant a lot. It, 
truly did. And man, I'm going I'm gonna miss it, man. I really am. But I will cherish that moment forever. I really will. Well guys, we know we went extremely long on this podcast tonight, but who cares? Can we ain't sorry stuff? for it. Yeah, yeah, you wanna say some more? You wanna say? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. My dad was the most caring person I knew. He was the best dad I knew. <laughs> I was his little girl. And I remember so many things I don't want to say. Like, one time when me and AJ were little, you know, his, his drink of choice was Coke. Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. He always had it every time he came over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Two, yes. Two of them. Because he knows we're going to go long. Yeah, and he we, he was sitting on, in, in bed, and he, he says to me and AJ, whoever can get a Coke the fastest can stay up an extra 30 minutes. You know, that's like, to a kid, that's the best thing ever. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God, were we staying up 30 minutes? Yeah. That was like winning the lottery. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, me and AJ started... You get start, older, you get excited for 30 more minutes of sleep. That's yeah. Go to sleep 30 minutes early. Yeah. So, basically, me and AJ ran into the kitchen fighting each other to get the Coke. But, in the end, we walked in the room with both of her hands on the Coke. So, we both got an extra 30 minutes. And, you know, he probably expected y'all to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just... That was that was his way of teaching y'all a bonding exercise. Like he always yeah. had a method to everything he did. Yeah. He may have just been waiting to get a coke too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably bed. that's probably more likely knowing. <laughs> See kids, I'm not the only one that says, Hey, do this and you can get this. So next time you're like oh, and you cut a triple H promo from ninety nine on me there. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she gets mad, Rocky, I think she's triple H from ninety nine. Oh my god, Dad. <sighs> Can't you do it yourself? Ah, my name's Kylie. Ah, I'm going to marry the boss's daughter. Since I'm doing that, might as well say, God damn it, pal. We love you, Shane. Uh, he was the best person. And these past few days, I've heard so much about him. I've read a lot about him on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I, a, I think he's here. <laughs> Did he you on the ear? Yeah, something just blew in my ear. <laughs> you fucker. Might have been Josh trying to get fresh. I'm moving. Never sit between lovers. <laughs> Ends up bad. But I've heard so many good things about him. This reading for, through Facebook, I haven't heard a single thing bad about him single thing I've seen so many 10 bell salutes well how many however many bells they chose choose to do it's 10 it's supposed to be 10 but Matt Hankins was great I was about to say you know yes. people can't count in the wrestling Hankins business. was great ours was 10 because I downloaded it because <laughs> I can't count yeah but I've heard I've had so many people text me and say he's proud of you mm-hmm. And I'm never going to get him to hear it. I'm never going to get to hear him say that again. Me and AJ aren't going to get him ever to get him. Never going to hear him say that to us again. 
But just know that yeah, no matter guys, what you guys do, he'll be proud of you. Yeah. As long as you try your best, do everything to the fullest that you can. Follow your heart, live your dreams, both of y'all, and he will be proud of you. And you'll hear it. Trust me, you'll hear it. Yeah. You won't you won't hear it in his physical voice, but you'll know he's proud of you. And you'll know it and you'll feel it and And I know he thinks the same way that I do. Whenever Emily in there, whenever she starts acting like me, I'll look at her and say, No, be better than me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I and I know he would think the same way, so you two got some hell of a shoes to fill because he was a damn good dude. Yeah, and tonight is the first time that I'm saying, hey, I'm Rebecca Game, without him being here. Every time I've said that. And I'm Drew Game is what you'd get next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, I told you at the funeral home, it's all you now. Yeah. Live up, live up to that name. And it's big shoes to fill right there. Well, it's just because it's got those lifts off. The lifts. <laughs> we take the lifts off, they're just normal shoes. Yeah. But At both least I could be tall. Yeah, you put those on, you'll be like Herman Munster size. <laughs> but trust me, you'll know that he's proud of both of y'all. You'll you'll know. And you'll know we're proud of y'all. Mm-hmm. And we're here. Um, I know you can call Rocky at any time, both of y'all. You can call me, you can call Jason, Jennifer. Well, it's like you guys need. It's we, like you we were saying you. earlier how proud he was talking about AJ having the job at the Chinese yeah. police. How proud he was, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I made a mistake. I let Rebecca start training." Yeah, he <laughs> sends me. He sends me the video uh, from TWE as you're getting in the car to leave. He's like, "Hey, I know it's Sunday night, and you're probably with your kids, but I just want to show you this." And yeah. immediately, just a smile across my face, and I was like, "That is awesome. Do not let my kids see that because <laughs> she wants to train." He showed it to me at the shop. Hey, I want to train. They both do. So, same deal with them. Finish high school. And we'll, uh, we, I no, 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 no. Awesome build your own legacy. Too, Don't follow right? us. Be, like Jason just said, be better, be better than us. Because yeah. you sit here and you've heard us talk about all the fuck-ups we've done. You're going to fuck up. Yeah. All y'all are. I'm afraid that, that he's going to come out of his grave and, well, casket right now. That's my girl. That's your daughter, Drew. That is your daughter. I swear, half the time I was over there looking at him, I was just expecting him to exactly. grab my hand yes. Me too. Yes. And I was like... Because I kept looking at him, and I was like... Don't you dare. Because they put like, that like, shitty seen grin him, on his I face. I seen him he move, yeah. Yes. I seen him move, too. Did you see him? Like, it's when, like... When I first got over there, I swear I saw his chest go... He had that out. damn grin that he always had. Yeah. You just expected him to be like... Seen if his makeup on his lips or yeah. something. <laughs> Which we've seen him with makeup on his lips before. That's, that's a whole different story. But you yeah. know something? It was more know, glittery and her name was Sparkles. <laughs> I know that we've talked about the show. Now, I want to do it more than anything. Good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want so many things that people are thinking of discontinuing. Mm-hmm. I want them to continue because, you know... He'd be in that backseat of the car while they're riding down, even if he wasn't there in person. And he'd be like, hey, hey, do this. Do this. He actually, talking about a show, Drew was like, um, you know, I can't put money into it financially, but I'll, you know, I'll be there. Yeah. And he's like, uh, 
I'll help get talent. And I, I thought right then, I told Jason, I said, if we do this, that's that's our booker. Who else is going to be able to handle everybody? Like, we'll we'll come up with it by committee, of course, but as far as our locker room leader, it's him all day. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go out and be the face of the company, and I'll I'll sell tickets, and I'll promote the shit. With that you, you leave of this yours? locker room. You know, I one say we <laughs> talk about this is Drew did a lot for kids. Yes. You know, he spent hours mm-hmm. and hours at, at FarleyCon and other shows, you know, for pops for patients, you know, collecting the pops for kids that are in the Wonderful hospital. charity. Um, you know, there was times that he would get off work after working third shift all night and come and stay all day through there. And That's something I'd like to continue in yeah. his honor if we could set that up. Yeah. Um, it is. You already uh, thought about actually, it. Actually, I was going to talk to the kids and Julie about because every year we do a, a charity auction, and uh, we rotate the names of it. And I wanted to name it the Andrew Germain Memorial. Awesome. Yeah. Charity auction. I would love that. Speaking of pops for patients, y'all've mentioned it. Why don't we explain what it is? Pops for patients, Rocky. You want to? You're a little more in depth than I am. Uh, what it is is they they collect the the pops figures uh, and, and donations uh, to give to children that are in the hospital uh, it's something just um right in their day yeah and it's um the figures right. are vinyl so they're easy to wash in the hospitals right. it's yeah. just and speaking from someone who's we've spent a holiday in the hospital it's rough and we were just there for thanksgiving uh, we got out at five o'clock that day but um imagine being in the hospital over christmas and like you know well, it doesn't have to be a holiday. Right. They just get it, you know, they're Anytime. in there and don't it. And it drew, you know, that's that's one of my greatest memories of him is we had collected, it wasn't much, it was just a couple hundred of them um, at Farley Con. And going to T.C. Thompson and, and donating those with him, and, you know, it was just, it meant a lot to help the kids and, and be a part of that and it's that's all because of him he, he designed you know he got that started with farley con and brought it in and him and shane and um you know they're they got a big hearts and that's something we're definitely going to keep awesome. you know continuing and if you guys want to come work the pots for patients table yeah we're there we're there yeah. i'll be there this year well, next year it's not no, we'll, record go, you know, yeah, we'll record a podcast there yeah we'll record a podcast there he called me uh this year and he's like I was at Conuga and he said hey do you do you want somebody to come work the, the table with you and I was just passing out flyers and uh, I said well you know who he's so Rebecca wants to come said, yeah she can come hang out with us and you know I think I think at the time you and you and Annika were still boyfriend girlfriend dating yes. or whatever hey. uh, which scared me oh. and Drew both because it was you know his daughter was dating a Spurlock or my son was dating a game or my, my son was dating <laughs> his daughter and it was just we didn't know which one was more scared. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. And when his daughter comes back with a raccoon penis that she had bought at the con, I was a little bit more scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I named it Richard. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Poor Rocky, we know what happened yeah. there. Yeah, I know. I handed you to him. You are definitely Drew's child. I, I handed him it before I explained what it was. So he was <laughs> sitting there looking at it, holding it. And he's like, what is this? I'm like, huh, a raccoon penis. <laughs> At least you didn't smell it. 
<laughs> I, I had an absolute blast with you that day up there. Um, you know, my kids love the the cons. Oh yeah. Yeah, one of them almost got in a movie. Yeah. The cons. Yeah, and yeah, um, go go Power Mark, Rangers there. Michael Copon and yeah, thought Kylie was just gorgeous and wanted to cast her in a movie. Go to put her in the American Girl, make her the American Girl lead of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good girl. I love my good one. Kylie wants to dress up next time we go to a con. Oh, play. I'll come with y'all. I, uh, we love I'm cons. Being um, this year for love cons. Oh my god, that's wonderful. I want to uh, throw this out there right now. I catch it. <laughs> I know we had talked about doing the show and calling it, you know, just calling it Turn the Buckle Wrestling. Yes. I say we just keep the Turn the Buckle brand. And call it Turn the Buckle Productions present Game Time Wrestling. Nice. I like that. I like that. Yes. I like that. And we will be coming from the Drew Game Arena. Guys. We're going to christen it with a bottle of vodka. Yes. And it's going to be that cheap Cheapest shit. Cheap shit. Plastic bottle. Oh, that damn gasoline. If the glass bottle don't break, I can run my fucking go-kart with it. <laughs> but seriously, that's, you know, we'll talk about more of that off, off air. Yeah. But the, the show is probably definitely a thing. I got it. I got it. Um, well, guys, we uh, thank you for listening. Uh, everybody who was here tonight, if you're listening to this now, thank you for coming. Those Thank you for sharing your stories. Facebook Live. And YouTube. Yeah, there were multiple Facebook Lives going. Uh, Mackenzie was streaming it on YouTube also. Uh, everybody who mentioned us, everybody who said something, Menace. Uh, I saw a minute ago Matt Fortune had said something on yeah. there. On his way to work. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, everybody. sent um, voice messages in. That yeah. we still need to listen to after the fact. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Text in. And it's like I told Ben earlier, I said, I put out there on Twitter, tell your friends you love them. Yes. I said, uh, if I consider you a friend, I love you. If you consider me a friend, I love you. And because Drew Game wanted me to be a better person, if I hate you, I love you. I mean, that's just... That's who Drew was. If he you was hate always us, we love you. Drew was always trying to bring people together. together. And I mean, any way possible. He's the type of person that if he knew you didn't like somebody, if you went to a show and he'd go to the promoter and be like, Hey, I think they should work together. Yeah. yeah. Just to make you cooperate and you know, and he, would be the, and he would be there to walk you through those steps. And you just put your shit aside for the time you had to work with him and... Did business. But... But like we said, thank you so much. Uh, before we do go, uh, Julie wanted us to play a song. So uh, we'll listen to that. I think we'll listen to that. It's loud. I love it when you play it like that. Come on, play. 
family left my home. I worked my fingers to the bone, and there was not a stone. I did not leave unturned, and I was having a good time. guys well that's the podcast for now uh until we come back to you next week we all just want to say we love love you drew. drew